What's good, Internet? It is September 1st, 2021, which is a wild thing to think about. <laughs> I am Austin Walker. Joining me today on this final Evangelion podcast, Rob Zachney. Good morning. Ricardo Contreras. Oh, wow. Okay. Rob's ready to go. Ricardo Contreras. Hello. Patrick Klepek. Is, is September 1st like a... Uh... We got like what's, what's you, you you felt you felt like a a weight with the September first. We're out of the summer, baby. Are we? It's gonna be like eighty. Uh, sh- it's gonna be like ninety degrees this week. <laughs> I need to hope because no, as, no, no. I reject. I, as Gita I reject. Jackson, as Gita Jackson can tell you, it is the humidest day in the world today. I went I'm, outside for like point two seconds to get a breakfast sandwich, and it's like I just didn't. I, it's like literally, like I just came out of the shower. It's swimming just, through LCL in the streets of <laughs> New York. That's you just all need of to, August is in New York. Is you just got to open your throat, and then your lungs uh, will figure it out. That's what I'm out. told. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm. Um, we are here to talk about Evangelion 3.0. You cannot redo, and Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, thrice upon a time. The final two rebuild movies, uh, directed by uh, uh, Hideaki Anno and produced by Studio Kara. Um, wow, we're done. We're done. We're truly done. We have a lot Ooh. to get through. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the first thing I'm going to do before we get to any recaps or feelings or questions is uh, confirm a thing I just said in the chat that I think Patrick didn't know, which is that Decisive Battle, an all-time banger, is actually a James Bond song. I feel like I've like heard that, like seen it scroll through on a Twitter yeah. timeline, yeah. but I, I, I wanted a clarification on what that meant. It is from it's uh, the trumpet a, line, right? It is. It is more than it is. It is the song. Like I mean, well, I'm gonna. I'll just link the sequence because it's that. It's 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 pretty direct. It is from the theme. Not from right. No, no, it's from from Russia. It's from a scene in from Russia with love. Here. Uh, uh, that that we don't need to do a count on this. You could just hit play. No, no, I'll just, I'll just, yeah, I'll just do it. Uh, but you know, there's a bomb at a uh, in a building, and Bond has to like grab someone and escort them away, and then decisive battle there it plays. Is. It's just doom, 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 yeah, doom, that's doom, it. Doom, doom, right. doom. <laughs> and even like the like the string run, they're like doo, like all that's there. What's the? Is there? Like, what's the origin story? I mean, obviously, that's the origin story of this, like, decisive battle, but, like, what? It's just a sick song. What do you want from me? <laughs> I thought maybe it was, like, an interview where somebody was like, ah, I, I, love, I was watching. Okay. All right. I can I, do that research on my own. Yeah, you do that. That's a, that's a your, that's on your time thing. Uh, I It's still an incredible song, and it's used very well throughout all of these movies. I still think it's used Finally best. Finally made it into a good work. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Shots fired Jesus. at From Russia With Love. Um, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not here to defend. I I have no no bond. I don't have, yeah, no strong bond feelings know. whatsoever. <laughs> certainly not. Certainly really not. liked Pierce Brosnan because it was the '90s and I was a kid. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, what more can you say? Christmas only comes once a year. What does that line mean? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, you didn't really know at the time. Didn't understand but. it at the time. <laughs> mm, mm. Also, that's a shame. Uh, so <laughs> here we are to talk about the Ava Pods, uh, the Ava, the Ava movies uh, once again. I think we should just. I mean, you know what, Gita? We didn't. We didn't. You weren't here for the first or the oh God. So many of these. Yeah, you you brought me into the, the finale of what has clearly been you an undertaking the, for all of you. Well, that makes you the Mari <laughs> illustrious. Uh, what's her other last name? 
Oh, so uh, Mario Wait, Lustrous Makinami. So oh, I get to Makinami. be the one without any baggage to bring you all into the future. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I love these movies mm-hmm. and I love Evangelion. I watched it first when I was 13 alone in my basement. Probably a probably the inappropriate thing for me to do. But no, big same, I though. I did do it. <laughs> uh, completely inverted my brain at that time. And I've come around to feeling like this is perhaps the only mass media, like massively licensed IP project that Martin Scorsese would call cinema at this point. It's basically how I feel. Uh, That's not even a joke at all. I've made David watch all of these and he loved them. I think that this is a a singular work of art from a singular point of view that really does come together at the end. I think these last two movies are pretty difficult works, but I think the fourth justifies the third. And you can see very much a connective tissue between the two that is leading to a very specific thing that he wants to say as an artist. But we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Let's start with 3.0. You cannot redo. As as a quick reminder, at the end of 2.0, uh, Shinji, driven by his his no long his kind of unalienated desire to connect with Rei Ayanami, uh, he he drove uh, his transcendent Ava towards uh, an angel, reached in to save her, uh, managed to do so, and in the process begin the third impact yet again. Oops. And uh, oops. And then he was struck through by a spear thrown by uh, uh, Kaoru uh, up on the moon, uh, ending ending third impact, stopping third impact in its tracks midway through. It has since become known as the near third impact. It has been 14 years. We open 3.0. Uh, I'm just going to do a quick summary up top, and we can zoom into particular scenes and stuff if we want to. Um, uh, as we as we go through, or or if, if we miss something at the end, we can wrap back around. It has been 14 years. Uh, uh, we get introduced to this world without knowing it's been 14 years because we open with Asuka and Mari um, retrieving a container from the orbit of Earth, inside of which is Ava Unit One, and uh, and and Shinji uh, Unit One. Uh, they have to fight a bunch of stuff. It happens. Unit 1 wakes up briefly. They fight some stuff. Claw their way in. Get Unit 1 and Shinji out. They are brought on board a new... I think they're brought immediately on board the Wunder, right? This mm. new spaceship. Which, by the way, we're in space now. Ava went to space. Ava did the thing that all Gundam series do by episode 35 <laughs> and went to space. Uh, uh, and Wunder, well, the Wunder's on the ocean because to begin for a with, moment, right. it yes. looks like it's a big boat. You're right. But oh, buddy. It's not. In fact, it looks like a big boat surrounded by normal other big boats. Um, and so, yes, they, uh, they get taken to the, to the Wunder. Shinji is uh, given a... Uh, an explosive collar um, that that is <laughs> there to be triggered uh, if he gets out of line and, for instance, tries to pilot an Ava. He's a big risk because if he does, we know there's a chance that he could immediately bring third impact about again. Um, and and also one of the things that, that we've seen is or we've heard talked about is that like uh, uh, Asuka, for instance, could have an angel DNA in her after her uh, uh, predicament in, in 2.0. Um, uh, in any case, Shinji is put into a cell. We meet the crew of the Wunder, a bunch of new characters, uh, including an aged up, uh, Sakura, uh, Sakura Suzuhara, Toji's little sister, who is now Shinji's nurse, um, uh, and, and both deeply fond of and protective of, and also a little scared of him, given his role is 
near world ender, but also savior of a topic that we'll come back back around to again and again. Ray is is MIA at least for the first <laughs> ten minutes of this sequence, uh, and then and then it gets attacked uh, by unit. Is it unit zero that shows up, or is it a no? It's a yeah. new. It's a is it, it looks unit zero like, or is it, it a like new? Zero. Okay, I okay. think it might technically be something different, but it looks like zero. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it rolls up. It attacks the Vunder, this this cool ship, which Misato, by the way, Misato, I guess, very important here. I'm surprised no one stopped me. Misato is in command of this fucking ship. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, Ritsuko is her number two. Ritsuko has the sickest haircut. They both leveled up entirely. They're both fucking bosses. They look sick as shit. Their, their uniforms are great. Their crew is sick. Like I, I One of the questions I asked at the end of the last episode was, I wonder if we're just going to get um, a sort of uh, launch launch ground for a new set of Ava things. And I think you could very easily do an entire show based on the creation of Villa and give me more of like the pink haired, you know, bridge officer and the stern old guy bridge officer. Like that whole crew seems like they have a bunch of shit going on. I mean, there, certain- there was there was a quote I saw from Anna when I inter- interview that like as I was perusing things that was like, hey, I, he claims he's done, but he's yeah. like, a lot happened in 14 years. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm not too, he's like, I, I can't imagine they will not revisit Ava. Right. And right. he's like, I, I've left them like a pretty rich time. Evangelion 2.1 to 2.9. Right. 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 <laughs> in between yeah. Evangelion in between another Evangelion, you know, whatever, whatever they're, they're going to do. Um, we'll see. I could easily see them do that. Um, Asuka hasn't aged a day, but is 30 now. <laughs> um, but but being an Ava pilot means she doesn't age. I think it's also true for Mari. Uh, I mean, I, I'm certain that's true for Mari, actually, given what we learn in the next she movie. Also, um, the timeline uh, doesn't um, actually- Emotionally, does not seem to have aged a day either. <laughs> Who's that, Oscar or Mari? Mari. Okay. The, the timeline on the Mari stuff doesn't actually line up, but we can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's magical, right? I don't think it's meant- right. I don't think- I think you have to let that the timeline stuff on her go in a way that's kind of- the older I mean, pictures of her literally nailing this plot synopsis. I think that that is true for all of the events in all of these movies, right? That yes. all of these events are magical. All of these events are yeah. lyrical rather than literal. I right, feel like sure. almost everything that happens, you can interpret as a conversation that Otto is having with himself about his own work. Absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh, so if you want to make the timeline make sense for one character, you know, I mean, good luck. You got to bend it for <laughs> other people, right? That's the thing. Right? In any you case. Know. Asuka still looks 16, but is absolutely a grown-ass woman and who has no time for anybody's shit. Um, though I guess even as a 16-year-old, she kind of had no time for anybody's shit. Um, Shinji again is warned uh, not to not to pilot an Ava as Ray in the unit in the unit zero or some some facsimile thereof uh, attacks uh, as the Wunder tries to launch. In the end, uh, she uh, breaks him free uh, and he goes with her. He gets into the into her her Ava's hand. And she flies him away, escaping a, a counterattack from Asuka. Masato can't bring herself to blow up Shinji's uh, collar because that's that's feelings, baby. Sometimes you <laughs> care about a person. You can't just kill them like that. Shinji arrives at a fucked up nerve HQ. Everything has been devastated. Uh, the almost or the near third impact sure did fuck that whole place up. The geofronts kind of top is blown off. There's no more Tokyo 3 above it. It is just wreckage and a busted up pyramid, nerve pyramid, and uh, a dilapidated and near-abandoned nerve HQ, where the only people inside are Gendo, uh, Fuyutsuki, 
uh, Ray, who seems cold and uh, seems like she doesn't remember anything from the previous movie. Huh? I wonder why. And uh, and uh, Kaoru. And and we get a number of uh, we get a number of great scenes here um, to slow down a second. A lot of the pacing that I missed from the previous movies of like slow uh, establishing shots of of locations, these kind of um, quiet moments are filled. The first half of this movie is filled with them. Um, uh, and we get a lot of Shinji and uh, Kaoru meeting and bonding, playing the piano together uh, as in duets. Um, uh, him trying to Sh- Shinji trying to make connections with Ray, but Ray being unable to do anything but follow orders. Uh, being unwilling to read books, even though the old Ray was a a, 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 a deep reader, um, uh, and uh, being unable to connect to Gendo or get anything revealed about what his his plans are. Still, um, is there what is there any other big event that happened? Oh, the, I think the biggest event that happens here is that uh, Kaoru, after Shinji and he have bonded quite a bit, leads Shinji to see what the near third impact was. We see how clearly everything was destroyed, reduced to red. We get a good sense of the world being covered in red at this point, uh, which is kind of an expansion of the red ocean of the of the all of the rebuilds. And uh, and we we get a conversation. Also, Shinji is, of course, distraught over the destruction he's caused. He shuts down a lot. He also has a long conversation with Fuyutsuki over a game of Shogi. Uh, in which he says, oh, yeah, your mom is unit one, by the way. We're going to get to that that plot beat, and they're going to get to it over a game of chess. Um, he also explains that Ray is Shinji's – is also a Yui clone, uh, and that the Ray – the reason that this Ray has been cold to him is because she is just the latest clone, and that's it. Uh, seeing Shinji distraught, Kaoru does the one thing he can do. Um, they make out. No, they don't make out. But I mean, they definitely, again, metaphorically, lyrically have made out a bunch in this movie. Uh-huh. Every piano duet is is a love scene, IMO. Um, but Kairu removes Shinji's choker and puts it on himself instead uh, and, and says basically, hey, we can fix this. Hey, all that destruction you caused, that didn't have to be like that. We can fix it. And all we have to do is go down into the basement and get the spears of Cassius and, and uh, Longinus uh, and use those to recreate the world in a new way. And so, and we get a special Ava that has two pilot seats. Uh, we're both going to get in the, into entry plugs and go down there and Ray is going to help us. And as they approach Lilith, Kaoru is like, no, 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 wait, slow down. This is wrong. Everything is off. The Hold vibes up. are fucking off. Hold <laughs> up. We cannot do this thing. Um, and then on their way to do the thing, uh, Asuka and Mari show up and are like, don't do the thing. This is not it. You're going to fuck things up. And uh, I mean, the long story short is there's a big fight scene on a bunch of like skull on like a, a bunch of giant skulls because they're bigger. They're as big as like yeah. Ava toes. So they're bigger than human skulls for sure. Um, huge, huge fight. Shinji. I think an emo- pertinent emotional beat that hasn't really been established is that yes. no one has told Shinji shit. I mean, this is huge. This is right. the hugest. This is the most right. important like, thing. Nobody, about this. nobody Even has the- told Shinji. Like we are very much in the perspective of Shinji here. Like 100%. we don't know. I we watched- know- Yeah, go ahead. I-, I think we know a little bit more because we know we know something bad happened in the last movie. Exactly, and I yeah. think he doesn't understand the breadth of what that was. And no one has sat him down and said, "Listen." Here's what's happened in the last 14 years. Yeah. Here are who the factions Here's are. Why Here's why everyone's what your father mad was. at you. <laughs> right. Here's why everyone's mad at you. No yeah. one's done that. 
Um, and and it feels like in a an attempt to recreate the apotheosis of the end of 2.0 he's like i'm gonna do it anyway they said i couldn't do it before but i did it i'm gonna do it again and he does it again <laughs> and he approaches he grabs the spears the spears idiot are revealed. shinji idiot shinji brat shinji he reveal he is revealed uh or, or in the moment um the first angel kaoru is revealed to also now have fallen into into becoming the 13th angel you know, from one to third, that's it. Lucifer used to be number one. Now he's thirteen. That's how. Yeah. So it many works. times, and they say it a lot. No explanation. He's been cast down. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. He's always so upset about it. Like, he's so upset about it. Um, oh, big bro, fight. I'm the thirteenth now. Oh no. <laughs> uh, he approaches it. Uh, he he grabs the spears. The spears transform, um, and it becomes very clear that this is going to become the fourth impact which Shinji did not expect. Um, and they forcibly eject Shinji from the cockpit. Karu, I guess before that happens, uh, in, in an attempt to try to stop this from happening, Karu uses the... You, does, does he trigger it? Or is it just... Does somebody else trigger it from outside? The neck the neck explosion I believe device. it's automatic. Yeah. It's on automatic for... Oh, okay. There's like a... a hey, if an impact on. happens... If you become yeah, if a you, god... If you be, you, yeah, it, well, I mean, yeah. that's what that stands for, right? It's a deification, oh, some, right, some, right. something, something, you know. So pretty specific. A deification there. shutdown system. Yeah, right. Okay. This so means we're gonna if, if you're about to become a god, become yeah. god yeah. you're gonna blow up. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so it blows him up instead of blowing up Shinji. Uh, Shinji has separated their cockpits, by the way. Uh, because it's clear that Kairu doesn't want to participate in this. And so that means there's like an AT field between the two of them. It only kills Kairu. Shinji goes forward. Pool does the spear shit. Fourth impact begins. Mari shoots Shinji, grabs the, grabs the, the, uh, the plug and pops him out. I don't remember exactly what happens. Um, Shinji is distraught over the loss of the first person he's connected to in this new 14 years later timeline. Oscar uh, uh, has to eject because the fight has gone that way. I, I don't have any notes on like any of the fights, basically, in, in most of these, uh, unfortunately. And then it ends with Ray and Shinji and Asuka together on the road, walking away <laughs> from on the road again. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Asuka yeah, berating Shinji. Asuka oh being like, I cannot believe you ran away again. I can't believe you didn't just sit in your cell and listen to us, basically. Um, and the movie ends. Uh, that's a very quick and dirty summary of 3.0. So imagine you're me when uh-huh. oh, uh, um, think about it. And so the second one comes out and you watch a bootleg uh, cam video with hardcore oh, subs over it that you downloaded a torrent of. And you've watched that and that's all you have for years. Between, I think, the years of 2012 and 2014, at least, there's nothing. Just nothing. No information about (laughs) 3.0. And you're like, I really need to know what happened at the end. And so you get, again, another, because the official release of 3 didn't come out for until 2016, I believe, because they Here? redid the Jeez. dub in America. So you watch again, like another pirated release with fan subs. Uh huh. And like you just watch this movie straight through at three in the morning because that's when the uh, the torrent finished, and so you're <laughs> awake at six a.m. having yeah. just seen all of this, 
and you're left with that ending and then you just watch the sun come up. Yeah. Are you like, oh, may- maybe when the official dubs really hit or the official subs really hit, I'll may- be able to make more sense of some of the big plot details. Maybe this is fan sub no, you know, screwing up. Cl- it's not clarity. even like the plot details. I completely am engaged with the emotional arc of Kuwata sure. here, where that's okay. the through line for me. As soon as Kuwata shows up, because he for me in was a huge like aspect of my awakening into the understanding of like queer my own queerness in, when I watched the original show, where it's like, mm-hmm. why do I keep watching episode twenty four over and over and over again? <laughs> Who could say why? <laughs> Who yeah. knows? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so when he shows up here, I'm just relishing any chance you get to spend even more time with this character. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's the absolute most tragic thing that could possibly happen. Um, and a, an even more intimate murder of this character, essentially, that is absolutely 100% Shinji's fault, which is so rough for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I... I'm just left with this emotional, like, lack, like a very deliberate emotional lack. And there's no resolution of the plot points. There's no explanation, again, of the plot points. And then, I mean, I, like, sat up and watched the sunrise and just tried to imagine what it would feel like to be dead. Like, that was what mm-hmm. I was doing. Um, <laughs> and then when the original, like, when it came out and I got the Blu-ray, because I immediately got the Blu-ray when it came out on home release, it I watched it again and, like, the translation is more literal, but not more helpful to understand. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of really weird word choices and like the way they space out and break up lines, uh, especially in the English dub is very strange. Um, and it was just sort of like, well, I have to sort of accept that the worst thing that could happen to these characters, especially Shinji, just happened. Right. <laughs> and like right. whatever happens next, we're moving on from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Robin, Robin, Kato, and Patrick, how, how, how did y'all leave this one feeling? Is there anything you want to slow down and talk about here? Because we, we can zoom in on a few things here that I think are, are worth talking through, but happy to jump in where you think uh, you're most excited to start. Rob's eyebrows are raised. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I mean, so the thing is, I heard a lot of folks. So this one was maybe oversold to me as like, this is kind of the equivalent of End of Ava. Uh, wow. In this arc of the huh. rebuilds, that this is the the really dark and uh, misanthropic one, and I really didn't find it that way. Um, no, I liked either. it a lot. I found it a lot of late catharsis here. Um, and in a lot of ways, this is the one that feels like at this point, um, it is now very clear that this one way or another, this is about these loops, and that this is a movie that is about the end of uh, end of Ava in in a lot of ways like all of this is the way you walk the way i walked away from end of ava we're like fuck that kid can't believe we fucking invested all that shit in this fucking kid and you just watch everyone fucking die and they say no i want to live and okay fine i'll take a hostage for the apocalypse yeah. and feel bad about it i was like fuck you kid they really put you in the emotional place of being that kid that you're yelling at though <laughs> Like it did, it did both, right? Like it's like I, oh, I feel so bad for Shinji. Oh, fuck you, Shinji! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this movie from the start is right. a series of characters being like, "Hey, Shinji, fuck, fuck you. you! You know what, Shinji? <laughs> Why don't you do nothing? But like, that's but what also, you're so like a, fucking good at." I think you at. should leave yeah. sketch a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, the thing is that like. That's also why he fucks up again at the end right. of this movie. It's because the only thing people will tell him is don't do anything. No one ever contextualizes that for him. They'll assume that he understands their perspectives or that he can't. And like, 
I think it's the latter. They don't give a shit what he thinks about their perspective. The reason no one sits him down is because no one thinks he's earned the right to sit down and even understand. Because what would be the point? There's a reason that like the one of the first things he's he's like, fuck up again. That's right. the reason. Can you well, imagine that resentment building up for 14 years? Like, imagine knowing no. you're going to have to talk to someone you're mad at 14 years from yeah. now. <laughs> you, would say, you, would do, you would do what Asuka said and say, go fuck yourself. Um, you have not, uh, like, you show me why I need to sit down and explain jack shit to you. And so, uh-huh. Austin, you're right that, like, the reason he does what he does is because Dude. of what they do. But... Like I, you, I think what, he okay. But the thing is, he fucked up as a fourteen-year-old or a yeah. sixteen-year-old. He's a little fucking boy. The job of someone no, like no, on, Misato or Ritsko in this situation I, is like, all right, I'm you also, did not have the perspective to understand what you did here. Here, it's not just this is why we're putting you in this fucking cell. Also, like they arrested him and put him into a room and put a bomb around his collar and didn't say why they did that. I'm also he was also being going, nice to Shinji. Also, he was also <laughs> being like manipulated tell- by Gendo in the first two the movies, right, right, right. Right. Like, like the whole point. Well, uh, was my, that- my point isn't that he doesn't fuck up at the end. Right. My point is the way to get someone like that not to fuck up is to give them any context, or else that context is going to be filled in by somebody else, which is what happens. It gets right. filled in by Karu, who is frankly kind of manip. I love him here, mm-hmm. but he is also manipulative in the way that he shows Shinji. Right. What he shows him, which is yeah. something we wrapped back around at the end of four. Yes, I. Um, yeah. <laughs> but and, and then and by Fuyutsuki, who just drops like this bomb on him about how bad everything is, and he, and he doesn't have the world he wants. Seems to feel bad for doing it, but he yeah. Fuyutsuki. So Gendo, in my rewatch of these four movies, has become the most interesting character to me somehow. Mm-hmm. And his absence in this one, and the way that his machinations are through, like uh, portrayed and shown through other characters and acting them on Shinji. Both of them seem to be unaware, like Fuyutsuki and Rei seem to be unaware of the thing that they're driving Shinji towards, which is complete ego collapse, essentially. Right, right. Um, Fuyutsuki, like, just doesn't seem, he seems to be upset that he has to tell this child this horrible, traumatizing thing, but he does it anyway because he also really doesn't consider Shinji to be a person here. Like, it's, I'm not sure what he, what's he get out of telling Shinji this stuff? Well, in the original That's series, it's a lot of it is his motivations about Yui. And I think that based on like a singular line that shows up right, in the next movie, right, that, yeah. that there's come some continuity there between these two characters where mm-hmm, he's just in yeah. line with Gendo because he also is in love with Yui. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, that really... This is like, he has, he's like doing this out of obligation to, to what he feels he owes or what Yui would want even if it makes things more troublesome for him in the moment. Yeah, yeah. where there's this... Like, a lot of this movie just seems to be about putting you in the emotional space of uh, reacting to things as a depressed person reacts to them. Like, someone who's really depressed. Not like, I don't know that I'm depressed yet. Like, you know you're depressed, and you don't mm-hmm. know what to do about it, and nothing makes you feel good. Uh, where anytime like, Shinji receives any glimmer of companionship, he latches onto it with, like, every single thing that he has. Yeah. And any setback at all sends him to, like, complete catatonia. Complete, yeah. 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 For Yutsuki, he just, like, seems to be a character who is very aware of this state, but does not really see it as his responsibility at all. So you get, the, like, an authority figure here that is completely unwilling, that has the ability to be warm, but is unwilling to do right. it. Uh, Rob, you're you were sitting on a on, well. No, on I was just I, like, but I think for me, there's there's partly this. Yeah, nobody will tell Shinji shit, and this is what triggers the you know the I guess uh, fourth fourth uh, impact, imp- maybe fourth yeah. impact. But I guess 
the thing is, like for me, it's not at this point we are f- firmly left the realm of like direct plot coherence where this is internal. Like this story, at this point for me, is like it, all of it makes sense through the lens of the pre-existing Ava series that we've seen. Like why these characters are so incandescently furious with him. Like the like yes, he is reckoning with the effects of third impact in a way that he doesn't have to at end of Ava because the movie's like literally ending. It's time mm-hmm. for credits. Um, but here he is sort of forced to perceive the consequences of his actions and his inactions. Yeah. Um, and the way these characters are, are interacting with him uh, is they are also sort of coming from this place of like rage and trauma from their last go round with him in the story. It works because it's like, well, Right. This is all stemming from what we saw in the second movie uh, and the events leading up to uh, third near impact or near third impact. Um, but also we as viewers can also contextualize. I know why Masato's furious at him. Mm-hmm. Like she spent, she was begging him to get in the robot and he wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and then when he get, does get in the robot, he fucks up. Um, I think when I, when I look at this, I see everyone's now overcorrecting. Like if the first, yeah. if the entire arc of the original series leading to the end of Ava is getting the robot Shinji by this point, everyone's like, we got to keep this kid out of this fucking robot. Like <laughs> no he's a what. disaster. Yeah, but like right, right, he, right. like he will, if we depend on him, he is going to blow it. Yeah. Um, and that also leads to a different sort of disaster. So it's not, that's not the solution. But again, in this whole like idea of these loops and the fact that Fiyutsuki regards himself almost through the fourth wall as like he is just a character on a stage who has this part to play all of this just like says to me like yep okay now we're now we're talking about all of Ava not just this series he's the only character that does not seem to be significantly changed from his original counterpart I was talking about this with Dave all the characters in the first two you can see they're one step closer to healing not in like major major ways but, like, uh, Shinji has the ability, like, Shinji never in the original movie never would have climbed up Nerve HQ and started, started a rampage because he was upset. He wouldn't be able to articulate why he was upset. He would be upset, but he would turn it all inward. Like, he's one step closer to being a healed person, but he is not actually enacting, like, the kind of work he needs to do. And you can see that in all of the characters, really. Ray has the ability to say, I like someone. I yeah. want to have mm-hmm. connections. Asuka recognizes that she has a crush on Shinji, whereas in the original show, she like really tried her hardest not to recognize that and to mm-hmm. not express that. And so, uh, and Misato also like the sexual aspect of her character has been reduced significantly. So, like she's she's still an alcoholic, but one who has figured out not how to not enact her trauma by being sexual at everyone and everywhere. Um, but that doesn't mean like in the show, that means that they have different like in the in the revisiting of them, that means that their plot, their decisions lead to different kind of emotional spaces. But it also allows us as the audience to uh to respond to these characters when they are kind of doing what the fandom wanted or mm-hmm. has asked for for a long time. A big meme for a long time in Evangelion fandom is to say, Shinji get in the fucking robot, right? After the sec, I remember for a long time after the third movie came out, uh, and I was uh, trying to desperately just cram more Evangelion in my brain because I had no idea when the fourth one would come. Just reading people now reversing the meme saying, Shinji, don't, don't get the fucking robot. Shinji, get the fuck out of the robot. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Where he does my reaction at the time is like, here's Shinji doing 
the things that you want in 2.0 and it ends up horribly. And here's everyone getting to yell at Shinji, like the way that we wanted to sort of scream at Shinji, just like throttle him a little bit for being so passive in the original series. And it also doesn't get us what we want. You know, the things that we want from these characters, they are not really emotionally prepared to do. They're not emotionally prepared to be whole in the way that we want them to be whole. Uh, and when we get to there, 4.0, I think, is actually about what is necessary for those characters to become whole people. But here you can just see, like, it's expressed the lack. Mm-hmm. I Specifically, that lack for... The, th- the thing that's so interesting about 3.0 for me, or like the through line, is about Shinji looking to anchor himself to something, mm-hmm. anything. Because at yeah. the end of 3, during that apotheosis, during that transcendence, he has found identity, and it's identity as an Ava pilot, it's an identity as someone who wants to protect people, it's an identity as someone who loves and wants to cherish Rey and save Rey. And here, his immediate questions are, Can I? what can I do to help? I want to help protect people. Let me pilot Neva. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they're like, no. And he's like, well, okay, can I at least see Ray? What's going on with Ray? And they're like, we haven't seen Ray. Ray's nowhere. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, I, it's not a fucking lie, but we know where she is and she's in unit one's core, which is, which it becomes the Wunder's engine effectively. Um, uh, and, and then when he gets to, to, uh, to nerve HQ, he's, People start to give him new identities and he's trying to cling on to them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those identities are the person who destroyed the world once by mistake. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Kara's boyfriend. <laughs> and those identities both end up doing more harm than good in the long run because of the, the pain that he has to confront when when those when Karu dies and when he's left again as the mm-hmm. person who, in his mind, single-handedly destroyed the world, right? Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. Three. I think we I think we've covered that. Oh, Go ahead, yeah. Kato. Well, I was just gonna say I feel like three. A lot of three feels like the uh, talking about the difference between like saying apologizing and atoning, right? Like taking actual mm. responsibility and right. just saying sorry, right? Yeah. Like, right. Um, what is that exact line? Karu basically says you can atone for anything, right? Or um, any well, sin, or not, any right? <laughs> Any sin. There is no a sin that cannot be atoned for. <laughs> yes, there is no sin that cannot be atoned for. Right. And like um, Shinji, there's no way for Shinji to atone because he doesn't know what he would be atoning for, right? Like nobody right. tells him what the sin was even. And that like is required for healing is if like you're going to atone for something you need to know what it is you have to actually understand what it is and not just the sense of like oh yeah i blew up the world right it's more specific than that as we learn in four two specifically with uh asuka um we not think that it's it's clear enough uh, this is me just thinking on the spot this is not something i'm coming in with but like karu shows him like oh when you did that shit with ray when you leapt in without thinking and, sh- and saved ray it led to the near third impact right is that not enough for him to take away and, and maybe be a little calmer when Karu is like, don't do this at the end of three? Do we, do we think no, he doesn't have another carrot that's been dangled? Huh? One think of the carrots that has been dangled right, in right. front of him. Mm-hmm. We can undo this. This is after, the means to yeah. atone. Right. Yeah. After yeah. they show him, after he does the whole Morpheus uh, thing of, uh-huh. you know, let me, let me, <laughs> I can't him, tell you. The, yeah, the, you the, just... Behold the desert of the real. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the minute he sees that and yeah. he says, yep. by the way, though, if this mission goes well, we can undo this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I understand Shinji is frustrating, but for me, it is not particularly like, 
it is a very understandable yeah. fuck up when he's like, I'm getting those spears. Are you fucking doing kidding it. me? We're yeah. here. There's and a mouth the- in the ground. Like, would you not want to undo that? <laughs> <laughs> There is a big mouth in the ground but, and also a weird black moon and yeah. And you know. in in also in the character of Karu, I also see that that theme of like uh apology or like trying to brush away a mistake versus actually atoning, right? He's trying to remake yeah. the world just so they could do it better the next time, which is not the same as actually, you know, confronting the mistake, right? Right, right. Well, this is this is what what does he say when Shinji says, I want to be better at the piano? I mean, first he says, like, don't you don't want to be better at the piano. You want something else. What do you want? He's like, well, I want to play the piano. I want to. I want it to sound nice. And it's like, okay, well, if you want it to sound nice, you got to practice. And practice means repetition. Um, and right. I, I really love that beat because there's like an inversion of the negative repetition of both the cyclical destruction of of the world of Ava, the repeated mm-hmm. impacts and restarts, and also obviously all of the like. The tape cassette, all of the shit that's visually mm-hmm. about repetition as synonym for depression yeah. and right. anxiety and target in the center, know. pull the trigger, trigger, right, right, right. all which that has stuff been is- like his yes. only understanding of what it means to get better at something is to become a better Ava pilot, exactly. which is something he has a conflicted identity with. You know? Yeah. Also, there's just a lot of beautiful animation in the middle of this movie. Oh my uh, God, yes. All the stuff with them playing the, piano. Them playing piano. My God. The, <laughs> the the body language the two of them have. Uh-huh. The way that they become pure stallions running side by side. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> um, and then um, again, a lot of their just quiet moments in Destroyed Nerve HQ. Him seeing the weird big cardboard box that Ray lives in with like next to the and the, the decrepit like uh uh. It's a terrible to, is evil it next engine. To her tube? Is I that think it's next near to the, the tube? multiple tubes. I yeah, don't. It's like, near the tubes. I don't tubes. know how he I think it's the there. LCL draining system underneath Lilith. That makes sense. Right, okay. But it's just great that she's like, oh yeah, I live here next to the Eldritch engine of Heart of Nerve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I just don't know like how to do anything. Just like on the edge yet. of a cliff, essentially. Yeah, just it's miserable. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, really, this movie is about how longing is the gayest emotion. That's basically. <laughs> what this whole movie is about like this is also what is significant to me here about this movie is in terms of how this text interacts with itself is an understanding acknowledgement of an acknowledgement of the homoeroticism of the original text Mm -hmm. and the relationship Mm -hmm. with and Shinji where here it feels like text I don't say it but it feels like text like they made out the stallions the stallions (laughs) running side by side it's as it's as explicit anything in the previous two movies about his connections with Ray like right yeah also I there's the thing I also love here is that I was struck by the degree to which the piano, just the piano as object, the like production of these sounds, the fact their duet builds uh, and falls into like and it goes from being sort of this awkward uh, thing that Kaoru is improvising around uh, to a, a beautiful duet. The fact that that is visually presented as lovingly as the construction of the wonder um right like i think something else that is really kind of cool that is happening in three well three is just giving you the good animation you want in a Mm -hmm. lot of places too where it's like hey check this out but hey check this out could mean you ever like we are going to have the successors to nerve basically make their own human created angel out of warships Uh and ava unit one up on um, like uh basically being marionetted around yeah. 
of a super ship that is itself driven by an Ava. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to do the Ramael shit of like, you know, being able to use, sh- I don't know if they do it in this movie. It might be in the next one where like entire aircraft carriers will be used as like shields. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> I think that, it's this one, because yeah. I have a note that's like LMAO ripped to anyone else on these battleships, I guess. And then later <laughs> they say, they do say that they're unmanned battleships or they're right. drone battleships or right. sorry, drone ships. It's like, uh, okay, sure. But it's just like, we are going to animate the shit out of all this military hardware, just lovingly. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like that, the big giant battling robot shit that people sometimes feared Ava didn't have quite enough of in 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 the end. Um, and even when we gave it <laughs> to you, it was kind of soured. It's just yeah. going to be fucking awesome here. But also, you know what else is awesome? Just the harmony of of two boys discovering oh, two themselves boys? and their sexuality yeah. through the through the lens of the a Yamaha Grand. Yeah. I have two <laughs> incredible anecdotes to share. One is this tweet from David Grossman, who I love. Uh, he watched this purely because he loves me, and I really am curious. I was curious about what a person who hasn't had their brain ruined by Evangelion thinks of it. And this is what he had to say. The coolest robot fights you'll ever see, plus learning to accept the weight and pain of pain and loss. That's the Neon Genesis promise. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but, I, I will say that I... Oh. There is something that is... Yes, what's up? Oh, no, I just remembered a specific beat that... Okay, Wait, was there a second thing, Gita? Oh, just um, the oh, piano sorry, sequence yeah, uh, after the end of 2.0, where the first teaser trailer that was the only trailer that existed for multiple years was just the interior of the piano. No characters. Oh, that's very funny. Just, I would come back after a calendar year and be like, Studio Kara, any new uploads? No, just this video of a piano still. <laughs> God. Perfect. Perfect. Um, the thing really quick, just on the design stuff before Kata, we go to you, whatever your, your new beat is. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that I love the new Ava design or really it's the new angel designs throughout this stuff. And then in the next, the next one, the mass produced, Ava's that they end up fighting against. I don't think anything in three or four is really as iconic as something in the original 26 or end of Ava in terms of driven into my fucking brain forever. Like, I don't think there's anything here that stands up against Asuka versus the mass produced Ava's, for instance. I think these fights are cool. I loved seeing the Ava's fight each other at the very end of 3.0, but I, I think a lot of the designs suffer from what a lot of contemporary mecha designs do, which is like, they're very busy. They're very like, there's lots of little parts. Um, the fact that it's a lot of CG means that they don't have to hand animate everything. They have a model to do it. And so that encourages in the a sort wrong of, it, way. It, it, yeah, exactly. Intense greebalization. Um, and it doesn't feel as like clean lined. Here it is. Like the, the Ramael comparisons, like Ramael's like lives huge in our minds. Cause like, Oh, big diamond, big diamond alien <laughs> big from diamond. space is here to fuck big us up. Shoot. <laughs> um, yeah, big diamond shoot. What else do you need? Uh, and the answer was, the stuff that they do in 1.0, yeah. which is like, oh, yeah, that's still very cool. And I think I really love that. The stuff here doesn't ring as permanent to me mm-hmm. um, as the stuff from – and also part of that is I'm twice the age I was when I first saw these movies. You know what I mean? So No, but there is a it, thing but- happening. It hit me in the start of the fourth movie, but I'll just it, it comes up – it relates to this point. In the fourth movie, there's a moment where they're doing some hacking, and it's all like, we're on the clock, people. And yeah. – but – I do they, love that moment, they, but. they jack in using an HDMI jack. Yes. And USB. I was like. Because they have to turn it back around. They have to flip it. They, they have, have to flip, flip it. it. Yeah, because they do it's in the wrong it. way. Yeah. Um, yes, which is that. a very good detail. But the thing is, like, it's like, I was just like, wait, 
Mm-hmm. USB exists in this world now because <laughs> yeah. in the first, right. like the, the first movie, it's all that very like analog, late cold yeah. war, early nineties technology. It's all very chunky, very iconic. And it's iconic because also they're recreating shots from the series and they use the CG very sparingly in those first, in that first movie, especially where it's, it's almost like playing this like double game on you where it's like, no, it's exactly like you remember. Don't worry about the watercolor. This is everything is the same. Yeah. Um, and here from the first, they're like, okay, now we're going to do the modern mecha anime shit. And there's moments where I think it's really spectacular. I think the space, the opening of the movie mm-hmm. with the space interception is fucking cool. Oh, and that yeah. stuff is actually easier to do and easier to visually parse, I think, in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and make convincing through like CG. Mm-hmm. But then when you, but, increasingly from this point forward they're going to be using that to render just all the mech combat and all the like big moments are going to be powered mostly by this the cg approach that they take and yeah none of it is going to have that iconic um like the asuka fight in end of eva you can almost remember it as a series of stills there's so many like just stunning images and lines in that fight um, that suggest more motion and activity than there is even on the screen. Like it it sort of fires the imagination. Uh, This series from this point is going to be like, we don't need to fire your imagination. We don't need you to fill in gaps. We're just going to fill in those gaps by throwing CG at it. Right. And it becomes, yeah, kind of busy and kind of, I think by the fourth movie, it's a lot of like almost, I thought of Marvel movies at a yeah. point where I was like, this is just visually exploding on my screen. But there are points where I'm just kind of overwhelmed. And like an important thing to know about mm. 4.0 or three, three, three point thrice upon a time. Is they didn't time story- yep. <laughs> yes, they didn't storyboard it. Well, they did um, previs. They had they had. Yeah, they did previs. But like, you know, Anno is extremely well known for and, and the people car in general for their really striking storyboarding because it helps them produce the really stark strong compositions that we know them for and i think that it shows he couldn't storyboard it austin well because storyboarding was part of the way back to the good the happy Uh, ending you're right well yeah okay sure (laughs) you can tell sort of the split here right where the previous stuff that is in 4.0 especially the stuff that is rooted in the physical world so i'm talking about scenes Mm -hmm. that take place in physical spaces Things that you could realistically, they show this a little bit in the NHK documentary, take an iPhone mm-hmm. and just record moving through that space and what it would look like to move through a space like that. Right. That's. I think that really works for yeah. certain spaces yes. in that movie. Yes. I mean, I, let's be clear. I think lots of that movie is yes. gorgeous, but I think that but, like, when you it can't, comes to- You can't pre-visit giant like 80-foot mech. And you can't pre-visit one 80-foot mech versus- 80,000 yes. other mechs. And yeah. also that's just like, it doesn't spark me in the same you way. Know, anyway, thing, well, the yeah. thing I, I do think that's- Imagine being a mecha fan and this is what all mecha anime is now and none of it has the budget that this does. Mm. <laughs> CG is a nightmare for mecha fans. It's Austin, been bad. I'm sorry. And I feel <laughs> like we'll, I feel like we'll circle back around to this at the end of four, but I do th- have the sense that part of that might be purposeful. Like yeah, that's what yeah. Rob said earlier. Oh, that's okay. what Rob said about. He said he said that's because uh, storyboarding is the way to get to the good ending. Is what he said. Oh, right. Which sure. I think is what you're referencing. No, well, the very end. Okay, a different thought, but we'll get to it when we start talking about okay. the actual ending. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, big fight at the end is cool. I think my my favorite like nerd 
like pop moment is every time Oscar requests something from Mari and Mari has to like deliver some new weapon to Asuka or <laughs> yeah. some new tool set. I love that. And also, in general, Asuka and Mari are also gay marries. Yeah. Uh, yes. They're yes. fantastic. <laughs> I love them in these movies. Princess. Um, yeah. Going from realizing, oh, they hate each other. Like, oh, no, they're flirting all the time. Now I understand. That's It's princess and for, four-eyed... Yeah. Four-eyed crony. Four-eyed crony. Crony. Four-eyed crony. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. Is the, well, is the, third, is the third movie where uh, she gets up behind Shinji and she's like, guess who? And he goes, big boob? And <laughs> like that... No, that's that just him that first. And then later he like... I can't that's remember her the, on the parish. She parachutes in and, and basically says, why are you complaining? That's in two... Uh, uh, and then I think they say it twice between three and four. I don't right because then Shinji does the callback and right Shinji uh, does yes. the callback at the yes yes very funny. Wouldn't She's all great. of our depression be cured if only we had big boob glasses, lady? Hello, doesn't cover our eyes. <laughs> that's the. I'm that's reading it in the the academic papers, and yet no one has the bravery to wow. practice. Uh, we're gonna take you. Uh, you know, I don't think Adavan's really getting the job done here. No. Uh, I'm gonna prescribe you a. Uh, Hot librarian. Yeah. Um, no, you can find, you can pick one up at music videos. Uh, now she's pornography years old, stores. but she looks your age forever. Don't worry yeah. about it. And she knew your mom. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's good. By the way, <laughs> she knew your mom doesn't make it weird. It's normal. son. We're in the realm of allegory, so <laughs> it's, it's all fair game from here, Shinji. <laughs> Uh, any other stuff here in 3.0 that we want to zero in on? I feel like we hit some of the the big stuff. We hit most of the big stuff that you I know, have in mind. I mean, because uh, a lot of what becomes clear about 3.0 like happens in 4.0. Like it's different. Right. It's difficult to talk about this movie without talking about the 3.0 plus 1.0 now because mm-hmm. talking about this movie as a discrete object was something I don't even really know and I had the ability to do until I could see all of these movies as they came out. It's very clear that this is like a part of a whole you can't even really watch it in a singular in a singular way. I mean, for many reasons that I don't know how I would rank these movies because this one it feels so much like you can't take it out. You cannot consider it as just. What I it can't is. imagine. I cannot imagine having watched this years ago and having wait needed to. Wait. <laughs> I don't. I don't think in in general yeah, it's funny, like crazy times. Yeah. <laughs> these these mo- these are not individual movies. It's a limited series that was made. Over the course of a long yeah. period like of a time, decade, right? right. Over, so, a decade. over a decade. Like, think, they even started th- like, like, in 2007. Yeah, they right. were supposed to end in 2008. <laughs> which, which, yeah, like makes like the idea of having watched them as they came out like truly baffling to me because they just are not narratively constructed as though they are meant to give you satisfying. Like the just the way normally like an even an episodic movie and a like you know, in the right. way like like that kind of storytelling happens on, on that scale. Like they're just not they're just not trying to do that thing. It's like, no, this is a complete work that will just take a very long time to finish, and then hopefully like it as a whole will feel satisfying to to whatever degree it's trying to accomplish. I I will say like I it's I know this is in conversation with a TV show and you can't extract them, and yet like Having watched these four, I'd much rather have watched a television show about this version of Ava, like the world that takes place in 14 years later, the explorations that like happen at the beginning of, of four, like that whole first hour, which feels like a, a television episode. Um, and like, I just like this world better. I think like top to bottom, like these four movies are like 
as weird as it gets towards the end of four, like are so much more straightforward and digestible and interesting. And like, I found myself able to connect with the themes, like even if like emotionally, I still don't really connect with Ava that much. Like I was able to find myself into the, I find a way into the story so much more. Like I know that you should like watch that first movie, then go watch the show, then go watch this. But I don't know. Like, I think these four movies, like, it's hard to separate it from, like, uh, having seen them. We could not but be more different. Yeah. I I, I like the four movies uh, yeah. so much more than I like the show. Like, yeah. this, this, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, I but think this 4.0 has made me an end of Ava Defender. Wow. Um, so we'll get there. Because I have, I have only positive things about all of these things. I just like it all. I, Patrick, it's really interesting to hear you talk about Ava because it is such a different experience from mine. It's something I've been, like learning a little bit about through my also normal person boyfriend, David, mm-hmm. um, where it's... Who hasn't seen the show, I'm presuming. He's seen the show, only- has not seen End of Ava. That's the only one he hasn't seen because okay. I told huh. him it would freak him out. And <laughs> so it would. It would. I mean, it's a freaky-ass show. And in that way, it's powerful and good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about I have opinions about his relationship to this, but I feel like watching this now, like you're one step, like the the aspect of the show where these characters are just like they give you a little bit more to grab onto emotionally, right? The characters in the show are so broken. If you are not currently depressed, it's very difficult to to find your way into them. Where I that's I I think that is at that is at the heart of and why like in the in the previous podcast I posited that. I had a difficult other than like like plot and character like issues with the back half of the series. Like the show seemed to have spoke to like a lot of young depressed kids. Yes. And I was not a young depressed kid and like had been fortunate to like that's also not something I've I've like I've been sad, but like not something mm-hmm. I've struggled with as an adult Dude. either. And so like these sorts of narratives are frequently and I think that speaks to sometimes the response to Shinji as a character where you're you know, you can kind of just be like what the fuck are you doing? Because I find not that I don't empathize, but I find myself more difficult understanding that headspace because I have not been there. Yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't know that Ava as a work even cares about making you understand that yeah. that much because it is so it is so corely focused on Shinji and his first person emotional response to things. And so I think that's why you find this is me just hypothesizing as, as largely an outsider to anime and to Ava in general. But I think like watching the way that different people talk about it, it's like the through line I see is people who see themselves in Shinji then totally. respond to that work. And that like me as myself who doesn't see myself in Shinji, not that I don't like understand his plight, but it then makes it more difficult to like get into that headspace mm-hmm. to like understand what's occurring. And I, I have just found in general that like these four movies, like, I find it easier to get into the arcs of all of the characters, yeah. even as I miss so many of the beats of the TV show, which is why I said my grand like takeaway was like, I would have loved like, you know, 30 hours of this episodically as opposed right, to right. these four movies that frequently don't feel like they give anything enough of a chance to to breathe. And the TV show then has to fill in that, that character work. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's how they work in tandem for me as I like fill in like my general mm-hmm. broader feelings on Ava. But it's just like, there's so many interesting things I like about this world, the world building. It's, 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 it's even in this third movie, it happens more in the fourth movie of like caring about like, what are the people doing here? Yeah. Like, what the fuck's yeah. going yeah, we'll on in this there. world? Yeah. Because we I will. love that stuff. And, 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 and I, 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 I want to be clear. 
Yeah, but I don't want to. The, the end. I wanted to sit on my end of Ava uh, defender yeah, 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 yeah. title for a while until we get to the very end. But I had to bring it up here. But maybe we should just. But three. But three built. I guess this is an opening to, to four. Yes. But like three yes. built. Three starts establishes. I, elements of this even with just like the crew on board Mm -hmm. in which we get so much more of like who are these people like what are their thoughts like when you know masato says like yo let's just go up let's just go do the thing and And they're all like everyone's uh, like schwa you know like there's we get bits of that personality of like the workers that like undergird all of what's happening in the series but i feel like that's one of the big reflections of like Ava as a whole in these four movies is like getting more of that. And and so maybe that opens the door to, to uh, yeah. To, uh, well, I do want to say before we leave, just briefly, I, I talked about how I didn't love some of the, the new Ava design. I love all of the new Ava fashion. It is all iconic in the right way. Asuka's <laughs> cat hat with the pins on it yeah. is great. Masato's uh, personal Gendo visor is great. Uh, Gendo's new visor is great. Gendo's new visor is great. His Cyclops visor is great. Um, all of like all of that stuff is is really strong. Yeah. Um, uh, to Patrick's Pita point, uh, uh, Evangelion does the original show does feel a little bit like Parks and Rec. Can a depressed person make this? Like this is. <laughs> <laughs> a, someone coming back to this material not depressed anymore. So it, of course, yep. will look and feel different, even the early parts that don't depart very much. And I think right. that this is, uh, for me, like something I need to remember for myself. Being depressed doesn't make you better at expressing what it feels like to de- be depressed. This is a much more successful representation, oh, I think, see, I don't, of like actually I think there's a moment. the breath of it, you know? I think there's a moment that gets there, but I don't think it's as successful. But we'll get there. Oh, you have to finish this before yeah. we have the, the bigger talk. Rob, go ahead. So uh, just a last beat I want to call out again, like the moments of these characters making just inches of progress and those inches of progress having so much weight because of the the history and the context. But also, like, we're rooting for these characters. Like, by the like, I have rarely 180'd on a character as hard as I have 180'd on Asuka. Like, this happened in the original series where I was like, <laughs> this kid's an asshole. To uh-huh. Asuka is my is the hero of the series. Mm-hmm. Like, the problem with Ava is that it's focused on Shinji <laughs> when the actual hero of the story is clearly Asuka. Like, what are we even doing here? But we get this moment of... It's all gone bad. Fourth impact has just happened because Shinji done it again. Mm-hmm. And first, I love that Mari and Asuka, as they're clamoring out of the wreckage of the pit, they're like, well, that could have gone better. It's just <laughs> hilarious. Like the fact that at this point, it's so normalized in this world of like, look, you win some, you lose some. And if you're with Nerve, uh, former ex Nerve, now Will. Uh, there's there's gonna be days where it's like you think you're gonna. Some days you get the impact. Some days the impact gets you. <laughs> um, but like Asuka's also seething because like Shinji has done it again. Like you were told you, you had one job, which was don't get in the robot. You got in the robot. The person in the robot was like, I'm not sure we should be doing this, and you did it anyway. And now we've ended the world yet again. And. She starts to, she storms away. She like sees him in the fetal position and the fucking entry plug. And she's like, fuck you and storms off. And you see her get to the edge of the frame, the horizon line and stop. (sighs) And she comes back and she hauls him out. And the final frame is the three of them now, uh, you know, uh, Ray, uh, Asuka and Shinji. Um, 
Oscar Oscar's dragging their asses to some form of safety. She's going to get them out of here. But this this fun inversion of we've seen them on these like desolate impact shores before, but yeah. this time Oscar's the one with agency. This time's Oscar is the one who is like, I can rewrite this moment. I can I can be different. Is she over her issues? Does she forgive Shinji? No, we're still a long way from that. But she is no longer someone who reflexively and without self-knowledge hates him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you find these little moments of compassion and understanding and like being the bigger person. And it is so impactful uh, from what it's been in the past. Um, Asuka is operating in such a – you're right when you say that she says, I can I can rewrite this, but she does it in a very Asuka-like fashion, which is to say in a material, grounded way, mm-hmm. which means I'm dragging them out and I'm going to a place. Not I'm going to grab the Spears of Destiny and rewrite history uh, itself. Um, and I think that's important in terms of what the two visions of the – what the competing visions of the future that we get in 3.0 plus 1.0 are, the first being in the first half of the movie, which we'll get to now and the latter being at the very end so we want to just roll right in maybe get through the first little bit of this and then take a break as rob suggested before we started and the timing seems like it's working out exactly as as uh just as, as, foretold. as foretold in the, the dead sea scrolls <laughs> let's tuck into studio ghibli's end of yeah yes. uh-huh. Uh-huh. yes or as let's i like go as i like First. calls it pastoral visions of the mid show period uh-huh. uh, and gender essentialism Gender essentialism, yeah. First, we have to talk about Paris and very quickly. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower being used as a big weapon to fight <laughs> a, a chain link fence of Ava's. More movies and television shows should be disrespectful to the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Damn. That's all I have, that, I have to say about it. It's just a big penis. <laughs> That's it's all it is, dick. baby. Use it as a weapon, apparently. Um, <laughs> also, it's, Maya, it's, it's the most maximum. We are making Mari happen. We're like, making Mario oh, happen, you're not yeah. sure. You're not sure how you feel about this Dude. character yet, or what she does. Well, all the other characters are gone. The only one, the big robot, is Mari, <gasps> and she's really listening to her fucking shit up. If there's anything that is particularly able to me, is a sense of confrontation with the audience, and Mari just becomes mm-hmm. the uh, the embodied. Oh, absolutely. Here, where it's just yes. like you don't yes. like her. Okay, she's in more of the movie now. Do you like that? <laughs> you don't like her? Well, she's literally my wife, says Anna, and. <laughs> I like her, and she likes me, and that cured my fucking depression. Ava so. for big boobs. Yeah, big, that's, that's the thing that it is. Ava for I sleep um, in a big bed with my wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Mari, who, or sorry, not Mari. Mari is there defending Maya Ibuki, who, by the way, has gone from a sort of quiet and reserved uh, nerve command center uh, operator to being like everyone's fucking, better. Yeah, everyone's better. She fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. She's so good. She's a hard ass. And She's Ritsuko be- sees her now. Is mm-hmm. not oh, yeah. just like, 100%. hey, you go do this. Like Senpai yep. has noticed is, her. hundred like, percent. Like, like really, like the one step. They all took one therapy session. Like that's <laughs> it. Like, you know. <laughs> Um, and and have and and I think one of the things that I wish I we did like to Patrick's point of like I want to see this show. They probably spent a long time working towards this new operating procedure where they all do work together and trust each yeah. other and have pulled each other out of the shit before and all of that. Like I I yeah. I'm going to talk shit about some of this stuff, but I really do like the contemporary moment stuff in this 
movie a lot. The one, uh, like what but Bill is probably doing. my favorite hour of the entire oh, like four so, movie let's series. Just, the let's the just one great it. loss though is like Ritsuko. Like Ritsuko has such an incredible right. backstory. She's, she's barely here. But she's yeah. like barely yeah. like yeah. obviously something happened to her so that she's not obsessed with her mom anymore. But like you right. know neither her mom nor Gendo, which she was only obsessed with because of her mom. I mean, this is the thing. Yeah. Nothing big happening with Ritsuko. Huge improvement. Like again, <laughs> what, what's the sign that she got therapy? Because the gun doesn't go off. The dog doesn't She's bark. Like, yeah. like Ritsuko. I will not cause problems on purpose this time. <laughs> yeah, but like, but we do miss the the. There's a version of the shit that would have engaged with her relationship with her mother without it falling into the Gendo spiral. Mm-hmm. Because the stuff you do remember some of my favorite stuff in the original series is her crawling into the Magi, yeah. looking at her mother's notes of them. Like all that stuff fucking rips. Yeah. And so to have none of that here, I mean, and also this is not a show about crawling into your mother, which is what (laughs) this series isn't. That literally is what all of Ava, the series is about from the Avas themselves to the Magi. And and this show just doesn't care about the Avas in that way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't care about that particular relationship in the same way. Yeah, I think the reverse birth is not happening as much in this time. It's not happening this time. So, um... There's a thing on Paris. They're attacking in Paris. They restore Paris. We see that a thing that Villa can do is operate these, create these big shields that restore bits of the earth, uh, returning them from their kind of red, um, almost, they, they look like they've been covered in red wax, and they remove all of that mm-hmm. and return green to the world bit by bit. And we go from that to been, another example of where that's happened. It, yep. It's been like turned into the material that angel cores are. Uh, they call it corization. Right, that's what it is. Right. It's corization, yeah. right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, and so uh, we go from there to this place that Asuka has led, Ray and Shinji. We should be clear again. The Ray that is here is a newer Ray, is a different Ray than the Ray who uh, Shinji saved from or attempted to save, question mark, question mark, question mark, he did, uh, at the end of, of 2.0. Um, this is this is a new, Shin- or a new Ray from the, from the Vats, um, uh, which is why she is so um you know absent and so unde- underdeveloped in terms of her sociality and her understanding of the world Asuka leads them to a a village um does that does this place have a name i don't remember if it actually has a name um but it's an it's a settlement it's a settlement uh, uh among streams and rice paddies and uh a train yard a lot of stuff has been converted into housing. Um, like there, there's a or, or other use. There's a great library inside of a train. Um, uh, there at this village are a number of people they already know. Kensuke uh, is operating as um, a sort of handyman and scientist uh, who helps with a lot of little projects. Um, Toji is the town's doctor, uh, uh, and Ooh. he's married class rep. I assume had, had a, died. A because he was at Tokyo Three, yeah. yeah because the, well, the yeah, yeah. there's that moment in in the third movie where Shinji gets a shirt that's a little too big for him, and he looks at the name tag and it says Toji on it. Oh right, well, it's it a head thing. It's it. a really right. chilling, it's like a, yeah. made out yeah, of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. It's it's yeah. meant to imply that they've been trying to do the third impact with other people again, like the way that they kept right, like right. going through pilots, but then. Obviously, he just yeah. he got out of. Earlier. Well, here he gets another. He yeah. gets a different one of Toji's shirts. Right, he gets the, the old, old windbreaker shirt. that Toji yeah. that Toji was wearing, and he wears it for most of the sequence. Shinji is is catatonic, is is unresponsive, is absolutely totally dissociated. Um, Asuka is increasingly frustrated as he won't even eat, and Ray is the town favorite uh, as she, she begins like. hanging out. 
with yeah miss lookalike she's not ray mm-hmm. she becomes miss lookalike um because she does not have any of ray's memories and as such doesn't remember toji or kensuke or class rep whose name i can't quite remember hikari hikari um and uh we get 45 minutes straight of just hanging in the post-apocalypse trying to make life happen yeah um there are people who are studying parts of the near third impact and seeing what they can learn from it there are these incredible shots of like unmanned avas walking across the the world beyond these energy fields just lumbering through the the wilderness what's um, that uh-uh i, I don't, don't know. know i don't want to know i don't want to know <laughs> there's the roadside uh, we, picnic details of yes. like uh train cards spinning in space yep. uh, yeah. just, un- just unremarked like, on yeah. yep. never, it's so never, and i good. love that it's so good and we get like toji as a doctor who's well respected in this community has like a doctor machine has like a, a sort of like a, a MRI device except it was like a tube that you lay in and then doctor shit happens like <laughs> he has that line later is like I generally really don't know what I'm yeah. doing there's some cool tech here though and I get to be bear the emotional burden yes. and, yeah. and try and what help he people says and is, we, uh, I've done things in my life that I regret but I did them for my family so I try yeah. to be a doctor as a way to make amends for those things that I have done because that's the only thing I can do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we get Ray learning everything about the world, like what a cat is, or what a baby a is. Oh, I'm taking what a your clothes off. Thank you. Oh, my She's God. She's human, but small. Why did you shrink her? I love that I was dying. Dying during that scene. Just like... <laughs> Why did you... Uh, like I just really? put my kids to bed. I'm watching that scene. Yeah. I'm just like yeah. bowled over. Yeah. Uh, we get the best ending for any character in Ava ever. Pen Pen found a family. Pen Pen found a family. There's a million Pen Pens. I paused it. I was like, wait. I, I looked away for a moment. I was like, is this what I... Am I getting resolution... Will, will will this will this uh, movie explain so many references it makes in the in the second half? Absolutely not. No, but absolutely do I get what not. matters, which is where what happened to Pen Pen? <laughs> yes, yes. So it good. knows what's important to me. It's so Anna was thinking, how do I make Patrick happy this time? And I'll was, make you happy. He was happy, right. He Don't said. care about the mythology. I care yeah. about I care about the characters like Pen Pen. Uh, yeah, I I have nothing but good things to say basically about this sequence. I think Rob, you're right when you say. Uh, that is very gender essentialist because it's also Ray decide l- learning that to be a woman is to be a mom and like that all of that stuff is built into this in a real way. That's also just in the original show in a real way. Like the, this is a show that very much thinks that this is what women are. Yeah, it's a is. show about capital M mothers, which means that you're uh-huh. going to be dealing with like a lot of tropes about birth and parentage yeah. that are steeped in like centuries of thinking about motherhood that is particularly that is formed through a patriarchal lens you know so it's you can't really escape that part unfortunately, unfortunately. it's it's yeah I, I think that the stuff that this that this stuff I guess, meanwhile shinji is the worst we've ever, ever seen him um there's an incredible musical sequence uh that i am convinced <laughs> that i am yeah. i like cannot I cannot believe that what they didn't want originally was Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton to play <laughs> over this incredible montage. You can go to my Twitter mm-hmm. and find I just did it until they DMCA me. I tried to put it on YouTube. One. And Tony Braxton's people were like, no, you can't do that. 
because you can't monetize it. I was like, okay, that's fine. And Studio Car was like, no, that's Evangelion Price Upon a Time. You can't even put that up there. Wow. And I was like, all right, fine. I guess I won't do that. But it's on Twitter. One um, uh, key production note about Shinji in the sequence. So Shinji not talking from the moment the Kawadu died happened in the 3.0. That was just because mm-hmm. Megumi Ota, who has played Shinji for 25 years, was like so distraught after Kawadu died that she couldn't say the rest of her lines. So I love that they have that carry into wow. the next movie. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Um, but yeah, they have it here. They have an incredible musical montage in which they just see slice of life. Here's what's happening in this world. Here are little things people do to make the day go by. Ray's learning how to, how to you know, plant uh, rice and turnips and stuff. Um, you know, Asuka is, is, is moving in and out of this space. I don't know really what she does day to day. She feels like she can't interact with these people because she's there to protect them, not to be part of that community. Um, uh, we meet, uh, I guess this is after this, but eventually we meet, we meet Misato and Kaji's kid, uh, whose name is also Kaji, uh, who is doing more science and research stuff. Um, the th- one point that I wanted to pull out, and I almost said this earlier is Patrick, we were talking about the ways in which you, you can connect to Shinji if you have been deeply depressed. There was a thing I've never seen in like mass market popular depictions of depression before here. Uh, maybe not never, but n- not as evocatively or as like hit me deep, which is he's not eating. He doesn't mm-hmm. eat for he, he refuses to eat. Oscar tries to force feed him in a in a, a, a difficult scene. He at that point leaves and just goes and sits by like the ocean in some destroyed nerve infrastructure nearby. Um, uh, Ray shows up and places food next to him. Um, and he eventually breaks down and eats it. And I, I have no idea if this reads for anybody else. There are times in depressive and suicidal spirals where you feel like a failure for giving in to do the basic things you need to do to live. Where for me, Shinji cries at that moment because he feels like he's failed at killing himself by starvation. He's like, I can't fucking believe I'm giving in and eating again. Um, if you've not felt that, I don't think I bet that doesn't hit at all. And you're just like, oh yeah, he's really sad right now. But the way that the tears start mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. falling when he reaches out to grab the rations, it was like, oh yeah, uh-huh, there it is. Like that feeling of just like I I'm such a fucking coward, I couldn't even do it is so well rendered in that moment. Yeah. Uh, it hit me really hard. Yeah. Um, I think the moment just preceding where Ray shows up, for me, that was the yes. moment where this this for me it was the moment because I I do enjoy the things that it, the movie says about depression that happen after these scenes, uh, mm-hmm. where this hit that emotional like darkness of end of Ava for me like these two moments in tandem where this was like the little taste of that like this is how depressed you can get by the way that uh that I did not necessarily want to spend more time in that but I understood that it needs to be there in order to punctuate what yeah. the rest of the movie yeah. is. Where, Shove everyone away who tries to yeah, help you. When Ray just shows up and he won't look at her and he can just spike Spencer again, who's been playing this character for 25 years. I think this is right. an incredible performance from him in the dub where the way he, you can feel how difficult it is for even to him to say three sentences, which is, I don't want to talk to you. I'm not hungry. and I don't want to see anyone. Yep. And like, that's it. And he's like, that's, he's crying while he says it. If you've never filled out an employee evaluation while <laughs> sobbing hysterically, maybe this doesn't like hit for you that much. But like, uh-huh. having to say, I'm not happy and I don't want to talk to you sometimes is the most difficult thing you can possibly do because you know that you should accept help, right? But every yep. part of your body is saying, if you 
even touch another person, you'll die. Like, if you look at her, you'll die. If you look at the food she's giving you right now, you'll die. So you better just be alone forever because that's all you deserve. (laughs) Or worse, if you do those things, you'll hurt. You'll hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Your presence is only a weapon. You are sharp, right? Um, uh, See, I, I think I think this this scene. I, I know both of you sort of predicated like maybe it doesn't hit if you haven't sure that. But I actually think like part of the problem of like accessing the interiority of Shinji in the the original series is because there isn't really like a spectrum of responses to Shinji. It is it is singularly yeah. um, you're a fuck up, and it like it's both repetitive and doesn't seem. I mean, maybe it's realistic in the world in which, like, you know, they, they, the world is ending and they need Shinji to get in the robot. Like, I, I get where that comes from. But part of why I think this move, this moment, part of why I like this whole section of the movie, part of why like this like reflects like my broader like response to these four films is like predicated and like crystallized like in, in this sequence in, in the village in moments like this is like, well, actually, like that moment that Shinji does have, even if I can't uh, like I can't sit with it in the way that like I've I've been there, like you see like. There's a spectrum of responses to his emotional state in which you actually see him express a little about what he's feeling. And like, yes, you get the cradling in the corner. Yes, you get him being angry. Yes, you get him not eating. But there's a spectrum of like his own interiority, mm-hmm. him expressing some version of that interiority, and then characters expressing a, a spectrum of like how to approach that, deal with it, respond to it. There's anger. <laughs> there's fear. There's there's like gentle prodding like that ends up being an opening, I think, it, like speaking as someone that like had trouble finding, getting to that moment, because it seems so much in the rest of the series, they just don't, if you can't, if you can't see it yourself, yeah. it's unconcerned with you getting there. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think the work has to do that. That's just then helps explain my own response to it. Mm-hmm. But I think here, whether that is, you know, uh, uh, emotional maturity, an age from um, Ano, or is just the structure of the story. But I found those moments to be like, oh, okay, they recontextualize Shinji as a character and make other things land better as a whole in a way that I had trouble getting to as a viewer until this point. So I still I still think it lands really, really well, even if you haven't emotionally and psychologically been to that same place. Mm-hmm. Because I think you finally, to some degree, even if you can't fully understand Shinji, you get a you, the door cracks open to a degree that I don't think the show has necessarily been concerned with trying to do or attempted to that moment. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, or I'm happy to hear that is what I would say. Rob, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think that touches on something very important to me as, as well, which is like so often Ava, and especially an end of Ava, I think one of its great strengths is that it plants you in Shinji's mind. Not a pleasant place to be, but it often does feel like the entire world is sending Shinji one repeated message. They adopt different strategies to try to make him perform and do the thing. <laughs> yes. But like fundamentally it's all the same thing, like 24-7. Um here, I don't think it's just that the series is better at seeing the other characters, though I think that's part of its 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 brief. By the end, I think Shinji also shows that he's better at perceiving other people and understanding them in a way he never could before. But crucially, I think it also shows that, like, hey, not everyone is having the same response to Shinji or even, like, demands the same things of him. I think the the fact that, like, Asuka is still pissed at him and finds him exasperating and frustrating. She still cares. We see twice. She's checking in on him regularly. Even feeding him is yeah. is, is is an expression of, like, emotional frustration on her behalf. but. 
you wouldn't do that unless you cared on yeah. uh, on some level. You and these, these characters and these characters adopt these different like they're trying to figure out how do I like what do what does Shinji need from me right now? Mm. Ray takes a different tack because she also wants to connect with him because she misses him and she's also having these exciting breakthroughs that she wants to share. Also with has friend. been also has been programmed by Nerve to connect True. to him in this particular or has inherited some sort of in, intrinsic maternal connection. But also, as Ray puts say it, how you want to read this. Who cares? I'm happy. Fuck. It's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Asuka, Asuka yeah. is like, oh, hey, you know, you're love is all brain chemicals. Yeah. Well, guess what, motherfucker? My brain has chemicals. In it. <laughs> yeah, <That's, laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And, and, and so I think this is this is the other thing is that it does give more space for seeing like how people are actually reacting to Shinji and and yes. and, and how different their expectations and hopes for him really are in a way that they weren't in the original series or they didn't seem like they were. Which is interesting, um, right? Because yeah. part of the thing that's happening there is that like Ray in the original series truly doesn't care for much of it about Shinji. She cares mm-hmm. about Gendo. And one of the big differences going back to 2.0 here, as Gita talked about, as we talked about last episode, is that everybody is more honest about their feelings and is able to develop those that compassion for one another to where they actually take meaningful, real steps to try to close that distance. Um, you even see it here with with Toji and Kensuke, where like Toji yeah. goes to bat for Shinji with his father or with her, yeah. uh, with uh, Hiraki's father. To be like, listen, he just needs time, and Kensuke takes him into his home. And says, mm-hmm. you can stay here and mm-hmm. you can walk around with me while I collect sticks, which is a great fucking detail, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Things like we get we get wood from, from trees that are already dead and, and branches that have already fallen. We're being very careful careful ecologically this time because we yeah. fucked it up last time. <laughs> the pastoral elements here really spoke to what I noticed when I, when I watched these movies this time, which is from the first movie, there is seated throughout a not a primary but sort of a secondary climate change narrative here. Right, where yep. the seas yeah. turn red and like all life on Earth is gone. Like in this movie, it's revealed that Kaji, instead of being a spy to figure out what Nerve is doing, his ultimate goal is to save all of the diverse like creatures yep. on Earth. Like there is, I watched this right after reading Hummingbird Salamander, and I was actually mm. going to find like a passage from that book, and then didn't have time as I was sleepy. Sorry, Jeff Vandermeer. Um, yeah. uh, but it is absolutely like in that ecology project that Kaji has is something that also comes up in Hummingbird Salamander, right? Like Part this of my, is Yeah. Yeah. This is a a thing that these movies are also saying on top of the all of the other this things is, that they are saying. Part of my problem with the ending of this movie, but we'll get there. Huh? Well, and I think this, but I think this this does like is, is a different work and it has had a perspective shift. And I think like Misato like just says the text where where she's like Ryoji felt that uh human instrumentality aside it was criminal and irresponsible not to consider the wishes and happiness and values of all life on earth, of all animals on earth. Uh-huh. Um, and it's funny because in, in the original series, like often the destruction of the natural world is just part of the apocalyptic metaphor in the backdrop. But like, it's not really concerned with nature and animals in that way. It is all just sort of symbolic of what is happening across the world here. Yeah. It's a primary focus here, which is that it's not just that like people get two in their own heads. They also get two in their heads about like having a people centric Mm -hmm. worldview. And that part of what is different here is that it's not, can we save humanity from the the goop that Gendo wants to consign them to, 
It's can we save everything that would have been collateral damage to that incredibly narcissistic project? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gendo wants everyone to sign up for Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, wellness program. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yep. what this is. Uh, LCL Vaginal Suppository. That's <laughs> right. Oh, that's <laughs> Only ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, <laughs> um, the smell of the earth again is another is another just phrase that hits all this stuff. And 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 Shinji will later quote Kaji on that. Uh, and we we I guess we skipped over the Kaji stuff in the last uh, I guess in two point was going back. Where they have that conversation again, Kaji does talk about the Earth in that way, and it carries forward here. Um, uh, all right, we should end this section, which is one of the through lines is that Ray has been learning language. She learns what a cat is. She learns what a baby is. She, as someone said earlier, I think you know, maybe you, she learns very key phrases. Uh, she asks, someone says, uh, you know, it's 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 Hiroki, it's class rep. Says good night, and Ray says, why do we say good night? And I don't have it written down, but it's something like. Well, we, we, we hope that someone else has uh, a night of, of restful sleep um, uh, so they can get up in the morning with, filled with energy. And then good morning. Well, we, we're, we hope that we get to spend time together uh, with, a, with a nice day. And thank you. Uh, she explains what thank you means. She explains what goodbye means. Goodbye uh, is what you say when you hope to see someone again. But you hope to see someone again. And uh, Shinji has finally like begun to break out of the shell a little bit here. Ray goes to visit him at the at the same kind of uh, ruined Nerve HQ, looking out over the the ocean. Um, she gives him back the tape recorder, which he had flung away after she tried to give it to him earlier. He says, thank you for it. I believe he says, thank you for it, or he takes mm-hmm. it at least this time. Um, she begins to step backwards. Uh, she begins to make distance between the two of them. Um he can tell something is up. I guess we should say at this point, we, the audience know that she is, she is, her body is degrading. Yeah. Uh, she's, she has a- realized she cannot live far away from nerve HQ and her goo bath. And the great yes. echo of that scene in the original where she starts crying and sees the tears in her hands. And yes. she says, are these tears? I'm yes. the one who's crying. Uh-huh. Uh, and she, and we see her straight up having a, uh, like a red hole in her hand. It's like her yeah. body is yeah, is reverting bad. basically. Yeah. Um, and she steps back. She says her her uh, you know something to the equivalent of like it was nice to get to know you basically, right? It was nice to have you in my, in my life. Uh, and then says good night, good morning, thank you, goodbye. And then it just poosh, done. Body yeah. disintegrates instantly. Uh, reverts to not LCL, but something. You know. Uh, all of it just diminishes to she nothing. She says specifically, I wanted to hold Subame more. Yes, yes I yeah. wanted you to give me a name. Mm-hmm. I wanted to spend time with the boy I liked. Yeah. Good night, yeah. good morning, thank you, and goodbye. Oh, it's Which so is Also brutal, the note dude. she leaves for Hikari. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, it's brutal. And uh, I guess, yeah, that's the note she leaves. Yeah, and yeah, I wanted to, yeah. Oh, it's so rough. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I guess, I guess to... <laughs> <laughs> to his credit, it doesn't. Shinji doesn't completely fall apart forever a- after this. Because uh, um, that's all anyone wants when they're dying is a little mm-hmm. bit more. We will yeah. all reach that point where we're saying, "I wish I had a little bit more time with the people I love." Mm-hmm. This is like a very healthy death for Shinji to witness, and to someone who's witnessed a lot of death. <laughs> like, yeah, comparatively, this, yes. yeah, someone who has like grown into the fullest version of themselves or a more full version of themselves. Uh, and who can speak and and who 
managed to connect with him despite not being the person who he wished she was. Right. Yeah. Um, like that's a tall fucking hill to climb. Yeah. Um, uh, and the result is that Shinji decides to leave. Uh, originally he was going to stay here, presumably, or he, he wasn't going to make a decision. And by default was going to stay here as Asuka finally went back up to, to, uh, the Wunder. Mm-hmm. And instead he, he meets up with her before, before they're picked up. And, uh, you know, he, he goes up to Asuka and they say goodbye to Kensuke, who, Asuka, by the way, calls Ken Ken. Yeah. Um, which is very funny. Uh, and and they go to the Vunder. And I think that's, are we going to take a break here? How are we feeling? Gonna take Can a, I, take I want to make, yeah, make one, please. One final comment about the, the we don't have to uh, linger on this, but, you know, as someone that like found it difficult to emotionally connect to Ava and then found themselves increasingly interested in like, what's going on in this fucking world? Like, what mm-hmm. is civilization at this point? Like, those are like the questions going through my head. Um, and like, that's part of why I found that section so satisfying. It was like, Gave you a glimpse into what is probably happening, you know, in, in various parts. Man, if you're interested in that, like, go watch Shin Godzilla, which is basically <laughs> like, I don't know, it's like, like two hour meditation on like civilization and bureaucracy in the face of like annihilation and apocalypse. And like is specifically uh, like a refute, like refuting the point that constantly comes up in like kaiju mm-hmm. films. You know, like, there's lots of kaiju in, in Ava as well is, yeah. is that like. Huge. Man, like, just get to the fights. Like, who gives a shit what the people are doing? And, like, Ano's response is, like, actually, you just, like, haven't thought of an interesting story to tell about the people. There would be a billion interesting stories to tell yeah. about the people. And Shin Godzilla is just, like, a long meditation of, like, the mm. people. Um, yeah. And, and like, that, like, I see so much of, like, what is in Shin, Shin Godzilla in, in that whole sequence. So if you, like me, were, like, effusively adored that 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 bit and then like wanted more of that like i like i'm gonna keep pounding the table <laughs> as many times as i can mm-hmm. how how can i find a new way to promote shin godzilla but uh i so almost went straight from patrick, this movie into shin godzilla i almost I, did that also patrick which will be so fascinating to know and i think that this really is finally putting some things together for me he got Otto got so depressed making 3.0 that he had to take a break from Evangelion. He made again. Shin Godzilla in between. And he right? made Shin like, Godzilla yes, in between. Yes, and now yeah. that you like really are putting this yeah. together for me, you, you can you, see he you had will, to make it. He like had now to. I need to rewatch it because yeah. like, I had none of that context. Like right, I watched Shin Godzilla right. before we did Ava, or I can't remember where it was. But like knowing all that, like if we if you all watch on this podcast, <laughs> watch Shin Godzilla, like a, like a lot of themes and like what's happening here, like. Is like really fascinating. I, I can't. I, I can't wait to see Shin Godzilla. <laughs> well, like, and then and then next he's doing Shin Ultraman, right? And then yes, Shin right. Kamen Rider, right? Like yes. he's hitting all this stuff. And I don't, I don't know how much Ultraman stuff you know about Patrick, but None. like Zero. Eva is huge Ultraman. Like all of the. Every time there's a crucifix. <laughs> every time there's a crucifix, that's Ultraman. That's baby. Ultraman. I haven't, I haven't decided <laughs> if I should wait. I, I feel like. I need to see some Ultraman so I can understand the subversion that's happening or to watch I don't think it's going to be subversive. This is the thing is that Ultraman already was doing that shit before. You know what I mean? So I, I, and also Shin Godzilla isn't subversive. It's just, it still is like a, a, it's the thing. It's the closest sequel to like the original, like Gajira then, you know, so anyway, it's like, I'm just, I don't, but I know nothing about the, like the mythology or setup of Ultra other than like knowing 
the, the like the, the the design and right, like probably right, having an right. action figure as a kid like that's that's yeah. all I know about. Did you play the SNES game because that was my introduction? Pretty sure. Yes. Ultraman. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah, it was pretty a fighting sure. game where you also uh, like there was an Ultraman knockoff in King of the Monsters, right? Like the, almost cer- almost certainly, right? Right. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. the mecha seems, in in King of the Monsters was basically yeah, Ultraman. That, I think that that's probably true. All anyway, right. that's just that's just my Shin Godzilla moment. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. You're good. All right, let's take a break and come back to talk about the rest of 4.0 or Thrice Upon a Time and uh, and and take some questions. We'll be back in a moment. All right, we are back to talk about the remainder of Avon Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. Uh Where do we go from here? Asuka and Shinji go back to Villa, they rejoin the Wunder. They uh Shinji is uh locked back up again, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Um and as a group Wunder goes back to gets starts prepping for what they sense is the final showdown. That Gendo is getting ready to do some big shit, and it's time to get everything together so that we can go stop him. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some conversations in here. Asuka, this is where Asuka says, hey, uh, uh, maybe this is like right before the mission, actually. Asuka and Mari go to see Shinji. Um, it is. Yeah. Where, yeah, where Asuka says, you know, I used to have a crush on you back then, and I don't. I'm a grown woman now, so let's, <laughs> I've moved past you, buddy. She's um, thirty years old. She's figured it all. She's out. She's figured it out. Yeah. She knows what she wants in life. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and I, there's some other stuff in here that I can't quite remember. That's like Fuyutsuki and Gendo stuff. That's them just getting ready for this it, mission, right? This is like a lot of the where the movie begins to chug a little bit, where it's just people sit down and then literally explain to you what happens. And to say proper nouns. Yeah. In the season the of television you haven't seen. <laughs> it's like Yeah, the season of TV that we haven't seen in this either, where it's like everyone's yeah. giving each other the um arm bandanas. That, right. Like it's cool touch yes. where it's yeah, like yeah, I love that Hey, bit. we wore these during the uprising against Nerve. And I'm like, Oh, but that was a fucking awesome arm <laughs> yeah, that right. we're not gonna get to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well it's like it has to be like the opposite of what happens in the end of Ava, mm-hmm. right? Where they get raided by by Zella, by Zella, right? Mm-hmm. Is it Zella who sends people mm-hmm. to go yeah. kill them all? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has to be like the opposite of that in some ways, which is probably uh, Zella cons the UN into going after them. That's right. what it is. Yes, yeah. yes. So- yes, 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 yes. Mm. Of course, of course. Um, God, that sequence rules. It really uh, is good. I always like anyway, like, like anyway, a great we'll, half yeah. hour in the end of Ava. I always forget about. Yep. Because, but uh, you know, yeah, yep. Yeah. It's it's a we'll 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 get there. Um, every time this, Austin, every time Austin says we'll get there, so that he can finally unload his thoughts that he's been sitting on for two hours. For, we'll, well, we'll for forty eight hours. You know, Patrick, there's something for, I have yeah. to say about both of you. Truly, is that I got into Dark Souls after hearing both of you talk about it for a long time, and then my friends talk about it for a long time, and I feel this way also about Evangelion. These are all media for people who are always kind of like and another thing. And another thing. You and know, one more and fucking one thing. One more thing. Yeah, 100%. Except, except that I explicitly reject interacting with the Souls games yeah, on in the that same level. Way. Yeah. yeah, you do. You do. You do. You do. Um, 
All right. Uh, so the the TLDR is Gendo is going to do the thing. The thing being initiating fourth impact. Mm-hmm. And Wunder wants to go stop it. They have their ship. And it turns out Piutsky has three ships of his own, which he deploys one after another in surprising uh, shock attacks against them. We mm-hmm. get a lot of well, big- we also We also learned go that ahead, the Wunder please. itself was one of the ships that they were making, right? Like they stole Right, I mean, the it was, there were four, and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, there were three, and then, oh, wait, I heard there was a fourth one. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, uh, they stole it as part of their uprising. Um, and we get a kind of a, a big battleship sequence where there's lots of enemy Avas, and also just the world is Avas out here as they try to breach down into the Antarctica base. Yeah. Everything is made up like the, it's like, it's like flying through LCL, except the LCL is also mass produced Avas, but yep. then also there's other mass produced Avas in the mix. And it, I will say, I don't, I don't love this sequence that much, but I will say the soundtrack, which is like 1970s. Mm-hmm. Like space battleship Yamato, they got the pop uh, music disco. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it's so mm-hmm. fucking good. Yeah. Also, we didn't mention it, but there was like a tango mix of desperate yeah. uh, oh, battle that, earlier the, in this movie. It sounds during so the, good. It riffs during the the, the, the French Eiffel Tower scene. stuff. Yeah, the Eiffel yeah. Tower yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. That's I have been listening so to in. that while I've been breathing the out of doors to run go get the impossible whopper from Burger King in between yeah, reading my notes for reporting. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um it's so good. Absolutely good. Uh anyway, there's a big battle. Uh Asuka and and Mari fight stuff off. The ship fires a bunch of a bunch of guns. It uses battleships around it as shields to intercept incoming attacks. Uh, there's some fun stuff about circling around the backside of the black moon, which is a thing that raised up from the ground and like doing some good. There's just like some fun battleship shit here that like mm-hmm. some of it worked for me, some of it didn't. I think aesthetically it doesn't, but conceptually it all does. What's the black um, moon? It's where uh, Lil- it's Lilith where Lilith keeps Lilith. all her the souls, you know. Mm. Right. Uh huh. Sure. They explain this on ABC. It's big, it's big, yeah. Yeah. Look, so in the lore, I asked almost. I, I'm not sure that I asked. I do enjoy the uh, the serious response, but it was, mo- it was, mo- that was more. like a. Yeah. It was mostly just like like the, the like the pace at which like this part of the, of of the film then just like drops a bunch of those like words yeah. and it's just like uh-huh. the what? Yeah. Truly, me the, turning to David so just going. I'm always saying underneath this. Yeah. New Londo, the four kings yes, exactly. exist in the abyss, <laughs> and if you can get Artorius's abyss walker ring, then you can go and yeah. It's and you not, think there's only it, four kings, but actually there's another one, the imaginary they, king. When they start uh, talking we're about never gonna do that the funniest, when they start the talking about Spears in this movie, I just lose my mind. It's okay, Spears <laughs> now becomes like a huge part of this mythos oh I need God. to know about. Okay, cast this. We'll get to the fucking Jesus Spears. Christ. <laughs> What's funny to me is that this isn't the first time the Black Moon has come up in Ava stuff. Like, okay, I knew what that was when they said it, just because. It's come is that like up, a thing you know from wikis, or is that a thing that you know I from? I don't know at this point, and that's kind of you know, prescient, I think. Yeah, she holds it. Yeah, right. She's mm, like yes. but mm-hmm. like, like in, it's the only way you yeah, describe that thing. That's the egg. It's the egg, it's of, the egg. of Lilith. Yes. 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 Right. Like the Traveler. Uh, well, no, that's the that's the other moon. That's that's Adam. That's oh the one that God. Adam was Anyways, on. Anyways, these sense. are both. It's all the same. These yeah. were the numbers yeah. going up. The Black Pyramids. <laughs> the it all adds up, baby. <laughs> um, all right. So fight stuff happens. 
eventually, I like I really don't want to zoom in on all this stuff because I don't think it matters all that much. The big beat, hmm. one of the big beats is that Asuka has to go Super Saiyan and reveal the angel inside of her. She oh, rips off her, her eye patch, which we God. didn't mention. Yeah. She's been wearing an She's eye been- patch this whole time. <laughs> and underneath that eye pa- patch is an angel that she her eyes glow blue and she also like rips something from her. So it's an L posts that are protecting the um the L containment units that that are clearing colonization from around around the world. Around the world. She has one of those she has one of those in her face. In the (laughs) no, there's a POV shot from her perspective after um she she rides in the fifth Ava unit of five and uh you can see those pillars coming up like around her. Interesting. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. Um, eventually, there's a confrontation with Gendo. That's where this builds to, right? There's a, a, a confrontation where what Gendo needs is Unit 1 from the Wunder. Go yeah. ahead. What are you going to say, Rob? Hang on. I do, do want to just interject. There's, there's kind of two things. Like, Asuka falls short. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the process of, uh, like, them losing the battle, all the locks aboard the ship break and shinji is able to walk out and he finally says go on shinji say the line i can pilot unit one yeah i'll pilot the eight and everyone says no you can't your synchronization rate is zero we even if you wanted to you couldn't do it Mm -hmm. and like "Mm, what if (laughs) you know what is you know what's just like zero what's that infinity infinity it's the same thing we do get like (laughs) these characters once again being like this guy shouldn't be forgiven and he shouldn't be trusted we get finally Old Masato comes uh, back, like yeah, she yeah. steps up for Shinji. Well, this is part of that big confrontation, yeah, isn't it? This with is Gendo. the moment where I the flood because gets Gendo broke leaves. Gendo leaves. Oh, that's oh, I yeah, think yeah, you're yeah. talking about the final conversation. No, 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 no. I mean, Gendo, Gendo's first conversation. Yeah, because we've talked about the, the oh, conversation. Yeah, you're good. Gendo shows up and is like, "I need Unit One," and everyone's like, "I can't let you do that, Gendo." No one says that more than Ritsuko, who shoots him in the in face, the face. <laughs> revealing that he doesn't have one on it's okay. sight. <laughs> Because he switched his brain out. I mean, his brain's still in there, and it's also on the ground now. But he switched where his self is out for the magic USB stick that Kaji brought to him in 2.0, which was – I don't think we talked about this in the 1.0 It's the key of Nebuchadnezzar, obviously. It's the key of Nebuchadnezzar, obviously, (laughs) which looks like – you may not remember this, but do you remember in – in Ava, the series, Kaji brought him something else, mm-hmm. which was yeah. Adam, Adam in, like, the Amber, yeah. right? Which is, like, a little – anyway, now that's, like, a fancy USB stick. It looks like, looks, and well, so it looks like, like of, them, that's gilded, yeah. basically. Yes. Yeah. yes, right. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad the Key of Nebuchadnezzar line landed the exact same way for, for all of you as well. Because I was like, why are we just talking like we know what that is? Like, <laughs> why – like, at this point, it is <laughs> – it is feeling like an improv session. It was. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, we're like, you have two player characters where each like, I'm going to make the end of this game, this session be about me. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, of course, I had the key of Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, damn, you did. I guess, <laughs> I guess, uh, well, I have the spear of. of Longinus uh-huh. and Cassius. We'll get, we'll get to the spears. Man, do the spears I'm not, not the even spears. there yet? <laughs> the spears aren't. There you gotta make yeah. them. You gotta make. Well, like, there's a third one that you have to make. Anyway, we'll get to the spears. Pro- I promise. Why is the chronology <laughs> we'll the of this movie is so messy for me? In the it's because of the well, because it's now. messy because it's, because it's yeah. well, and it's because it is doing. Rob is right yeah. that it is taking all of the different all of the different Avas together at this point. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the spears are literally Longinus is from yeah. Ava and end of Ava. Uh, Cassius is from 2.0, and Gaius is from this one, which we'll get to Gaius in a moment. Uh, turns out you can't shoot Gendo to death. 
Uh, and so, and he like Dragon Ball hovers up backwards into his special <laughs> new unit that looks just like Unit One, but is actually Unit Thirteen, 13. or something. Yeah, it's Thirteen, right? Um, uh, and it's like Unit One, except it also has extra arms. They're like kind of holding it down. Um, it has and two it ta- plug. It's it's the one that they were in. It's yeah. It's the one that he was in with uh, Karu. It has with two Karu, yeah. entry yeah. plugs. Right. Um, he takes the the remains of Unit One, uh, and that's 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 bad. Uh oh. Right. Uh, and he leaves. Then Shinji comes out, and is like. How's he going to get back in? Wait, 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 where's Unit 1 at this point? How does he get to Unit 1? No does someone idea. take him to Unit 1? Anyway, he comes out. Shinji comes out and is like, let me pilot Unit 1. Right. I'm going to save the day. And both Sakura, who is Toji's younger sister, and the pink-haired girl, Midori, are like, who has been like, yo, fuck Shinji, though, from the jump. Yeah. Uh, both pull guns on him. <laughs> shoot at him at one point. Are like, we cannot let him get in an Ava. He has destroyed the world too many times. Sakura is both that and also I care about him and don't want to see him get hurt. I don't know how she was like four when she last saw Shinji before the 14 year time jump, but she is crushing on him so hard and also hates him for killing all the people. Yeah. Um, uh, and one of them shoots. Misato jumps in front of the bullet, pulls him, pushes, pushes Shinji behind her. Like you said, Rob, becomes old Misato again, mm. right? Um, it doesn't become her again, but you know, opens up well, that it's part more, of her. Like she learned how to be a mother. Finally, that's her huge internal conflict here. Yeah, that is <laughs> yeah. true. She doesn't solve this problem by being like, "And Shinji, when you come back from this suicide mission, we'll make out and maybe even that's, have sex." Yes. I'm 30 years old. Yeah, she's like, has I mean, she's like 44 now, like an right? Appropriate platonic connection with this young man. You know, she yeah. finally did that. <laughs> That's right. The two roles you could be as a woman in Evangelion, a sex object or a mom, like pick, pick it and go with Porque it. No los dos. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is that is that is Ava. <laughs> um, she at that point, everyone calms the fuck down. Misato says, if he fucks up, it's on me. Um, and uh, the plan becomes we got to go chase after Gendo into a place the ship can't go into, but we can send something in there. How the fuck does Shinji get there? I uh, don't remember how Shinji gets there. Does Mari bring him there and like drop him off? So this yeah. part of the movie, yes. the, it must the, like, be that. physicality no, Mari, of it is just truly blurry. Like I, do, I think Mari, it's that yeah. Mari, to melt. You know? Yeah, Mari. Mari. He climbs in the pl- into the, the plug suit with Mari, and they go down, and that's how he gets into. Oh one, because okay. O one's already down there. This is like the big O1's problem of all this CG right. stuff, though, right. right? Like, there's not. It is hundred no percent yeah. here. Like uh, the yes. physicality yes. stops mattering. Yes. Like, yeah, the minute yes, and it happens during the fucking like what if a billion Avas are fighting and they I start forming abstract structures, yeah. and it's like visually kind of cool, but at the same time you're telling me like, oh no, Gendo escaped to a place with the thing. At this point, it all kind of breaks down. Well, and it's just like, it so gets away from the thing that makes so much of Ava iconic, which is like, here is an angel. It will fight one to three, or yeah, one to three Avas, and the angel design will be sick. It will mm-hmm. be the shadow of the thing you thought was the angel, yeah. and then you'll fall into it. Or it's a ball coming down from the heavens, or it's a thing that's going to shoot life like a sat- or light, uh, like a satellite cannon down uh, and, and wreck Asuka's mind. Like, it's all of those things are very singular, and here it's just kind of blurry and weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Shinji gets in there. Mari gets in there. 
Mari fights a bunch of other Avas and eats them to power up her shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, we have the big final confrontation between Shinji and and Gendo. Shinji gets into Unit One. Hey, guess who's in there? Uh, Ray from 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 Two Point uh, now long hair, uh, a grown up. Uh, happy to see Shinji again. Sad that she couldn't stop him from needing to ever pilot an Ava again. Uh, he's like, I'll take it from here. And then we get a long fight scene, <laughs> increasingly surreal between Gendo and Shinji. Um, in the anti-universe. I was just going to ask, yeah. can you remember what that place is called? It's called the anti-universe. Uh, the Jerry Springer set. Um, Partially, yeah. Y'all, um, this is like culminates. some of the most beautiful animation that this series has had in all time. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it truly is incredible to look at this sequence, especially as it becomes more surreal. And then they do this really incredible stuff, mixing the style animation into the CG in a way that finally feels good and purposeful. And like, I really just love the prism effect once it kind of goes, starts becoming, uh, you really start throwing the thing that has been happening to Shinji throughout this entire show back onto Gendo and they, this starts visually reflecting that through the way that it's composed. I really love this stuff. <sighs> this doesn't work for me at all. I'm sorry. I can't come with you here. I believe I believe it hit you that way. Yeah. But I just don't. None of the and, and the thing is, I've talked to people who know this better than me. One of the things that's happening here in this big fight is that Ano is um, using techniques that are used in toku shows, the kind of big kaiju and Ultraman style fighting shows. Uh, uh, Toku is much broader than that. Um, but you know what I'm saying? That style of, of show, uh, Power Rangers, Sentai shows fall under Toku. Um, uh, and is like using those to like do a lot of the choreography. And like he loves that shit. And so here it is. And it is – the stuff that I like about this is, is the goofy stuff. Uh, not goofy, but like is the, the revelation. The first time a building slid across the ground because it was revealed to be like not a, a real building and instead just like a set element. I love that. That's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love seeing them square off against each other in Misato's bedroom. I like but seeing the large. Ava's again drawn in cell animation. Like I think that that yeah that stuff that, works. It, I, everything they do in cell animation in traditional techniques yeah. for me is just sort of like just as a visual object. Holy shit! Like oh, this is a team firing on all creative cylinders. I'm not a hundred percent. I think it does reflect the character states, the emotional stakes of this yeah. fight well. Uh, but I do think that this is like. This to me is more what I was like really excited about seeing about this movie series when I initially, mm. when they initially, like, like 14 year old me, I'm not even 14, like, uh, 18 year old me, when they initially announced this, it was like, oh, they go, they're going to do this again with more money. That means they're going to do all the psychedelic stuff finally at a scale that I want to see yeah. it at. And here that is fulfilled for me. Like, that is what I'm really vibing with about this sequence. I do also like all the Gendo character stuff because he is so opaque. God. See, <laughs> I like again, or sorry, Rob, you had something. Um No, I, I was I was just going to say I, I am a sucker for the sort of metatextual, like even if it's the most on the nose shit. Like when it cuts to they are the same they are the same size, but now they're just scaled down to fit in Masato's apartment because yeah, of course I love that. the the famous <laughs> stages of Ava are Titanic in the imagination right. at this mm-hmm. point that they that like Misato's dining room is of a scale with the with the angels when they break through the walls of what turns out to be a TV set um, and into the soundstage I'm like I love it yeah. it is yeah. a TV show Anna I think I'm here like for an, it an echo of the 
so the references to performance that has been present in the show and in End of Ava, they've gone from a school auditorium to a movie theater to a television set. This is like a, a real deliberate homage to mm-hmm. the metatextual elements that existed in the show beforehand. With yeah, yeah. The the budget cranked up. Also, for me, it feels like it shifts. This is where it shifts from, like the main focus being. Um, most of the other characters and the chill, like the three children in particular to being commentary on that, the meta layer of like fandom and why these movies are being made right. in the first place. Yes. Right. Which is Which, why all that happens on sets and like, well, like it's even why Shinji is fighting Gendo. Right. 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 Which is like, here is the ending people thought they were going to get from Ava the series. Right. The big final showdown between father and son. They each have a mech and they're each variations on unit one and they're going to fight through their problems. Like, but like with not enough setup for it. Dude, like, I, I, yeah. I, like there is no runway to this oh. moment except for like the, the odd, completely out, like not out well, of character. Like it's very character to, to have just uh, Gendo suddenly just drop a bunch of references. Like in that some don't way we make got- any sense. We got twenty six episodes and a movie, and then two more movies of of run up of set. right. Yeah. But but like but, but within this four movie structure, Gendo is more or less not present, and then all of a sudden at the end shows up to be a twirling mustache villain um, oh. with a, a cross on their face, and like I, this, <laughs> that part just didn't. This is this is an instance in which I think like the movies, this movie being very long at the same time, frequently feels like, especially in this section, has no room to breathe. And it's just like wildly overstuffed with a bunch of elements that ultimately, like in the break between the first hour and then like this hour and a half, like like doesn't deliver on any of the setup Patrick, that I hope uh, hoping to get. Early on, you asked, wh- who are these movies for? And I think this section answers that, for me at least, that they are. it is for the people who watched all of it the first time it came out. Like it's for the, yeah, it's for the of, fandom, I'm that person and right? it wasn't for me. Yeah, but like, yeah, it is for the, God, it's for all the of this fandom, shit feels which is kind so of different much from a person, like, right? <laughs> no, I know. Well, that's the thing is so all of this from here forward feels like a shonen anime to me. All of it feels like any big budget anime movie you could go see. That's the Demon Slayer movie. It's the, it's, it's, uh, what's the fucking, what's the big Okay, but here's the thing that makes this different than, like, Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen. It's like, this is, this looks better. This I don't think it does. Port- Gita, I this don't, looks, this doesn't hit me I, at fucking all. There's one sequence that hits me, which we'll get to, which is the, I'm the not big talking about, Inoue like, emotional sequence. impact. I'm talking about literally just aesthetic value. None of it hits me better. like that. <laughs> not, not compared to Ava, not compared to Evangelion. Like I couldn't tell you a single I'm shot so here until we get to the the I breakaway stuff. I can tell you stuff. mad shots here. Like, like, I know that you're like having a different reaction different, to it. Like yeah, I just, just think that the tastes. thing that it's doing is different than main, what mainstream anime does. I think that it's a smarter version. It is a smarter look at the things that it like it. I think that I wish it hit say, me. Like I I wish that you could share in this experience <laughs> that other people are having here because I. Don't see some of the emotional beats here as being the same as a like. If this is like so far outside Dude. of like what well, let's mainstream keep going forward. No, anime is. It, well, the thing is, it kept doubling down in this direction for me, which is, um, they have this confrontation. I think they smartly Shinji is like smartly written. They go, okay, well, wait, this is not the way we resolve this. I need to fucking talk to you about this stuff. We can't win this. Shinji knows I can't win this fight. 
in an Ava, in a realm of LCL or anything as possible, the thing I should try to do is connect to you as a human being. And so we get the final confrontation between them as a conversation in which they talk through their situation. And Shinji and Gendo realize that they're more alike than different, right? Shinji, uh, we, we get the backstory of Gendo. I don't think who- Gendo does. I think no. this is all. <laughs> I think Shinji. this is only the people in the audience do. Right. No, but Gendo. Like- oh yeah, sorry. Yes, but Shinji is seeing that Gendo. Oh, just like me, couldn't connect to people. Failed to have any friends. Yui breaks through to him, and he finally is able to connect, which is stuff that we already knew from the series, right? right? Um, I'm not sure. We, like, stuff that I, I actually feel like this even itself is kind of a, a wreck. Like, I feel like. Oh, Gendo's just like Shinji. This feels a little different. I almost have, like need to like run the tape again because mm. I'm like, was it no, that simple? I don't think that it's as simple as you know Gendo and Shinji think that. If you see like the, the comparison is one to one, we're seeing like the cycle of abuse, like hurt people hurting people. Gendo is someone who was actually fine being lonely. <laughs> he like really right. was okay. And what he discovered was the how worth it it was to connect to other people. And then he felt like he lost that and couldn't have right. it back. Shinji and would destroy everybody. Yeah. Would destroy right. everybody to get that connection back. This is the key difference between them in the end, right? Is that Shinji says, I'm going to do this to help other people. Whereas Gendo says, I'm going to destroy everything so I can connect to the to Yui, well, who's important to me again. Right. Right. Not, and you're right. That's a major yeah. difference between who they are. They do yeah. turn it at the fork, right? Um, because the whole final thing after this conversation is that Shinji then goes beat by beat to all of the other, you know, main principal characters, talking to Asuka, to Rei, to Karu, and, and Karu and Kaji also talk to one another, in which he is saying, like, hey, we're going to get, I'm getting you out of here. We see little six segments of each Rei, Asuka, and Karu confronting their own demons a little bit. Little bits of, like, a lighter version, let's say, of the Asuka stuff from the main series, right. where we get history about what her, her parentage is. And here it's much more about Asuka doing the thing that Shinji was doing a little bit, which is like, the only thing I can do is identify as an Ava pilot. The, being an Ava pilot is the only thing that I have. We get uh, the stuff with her and the doll. We get the stuff with um, Karu talking about how, uh, or I, I, he says to, I don't know if Kaji says it to him or does he say it to Kaji that, that I think Kaji kind of chides him a little bit and says, you weren't trying to make Shinji happy. You were trying to make Shinji happy to make you happy, which I think is right. like a wild called shot, like dead on. That stuff works for yeah. me. This, all yeah. of this stuff, th- yeah. this stuff hits. The stuff with Gendo doesn't hit for me mostly because I'm Asuka like, fuck Gendo. But is also so beautiful. Yeah, I think that's just that, that the two frames of her opening her eyes when she's on the beach, which yeah. feels like real payoff for end of Ava heads. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. The red, the red sea comes up to her and she's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's like her here now. A hundred percent. All yeah. that stuff I think works. Um, uh, this is where I think the film is, is I, this stuff, again, barring Gendo, who I just like don't care about in this yeah. way that like I, we need to humanize no, him. This stuff to the end, it's like, I feel suddenly like the slamming of a book coming <laughs> shut, you know? Oh yeah, I it fe- ends. Like it feels good. Like it feels good and it feels like these are the right moments for these characters. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, visually, it's the best the series gets. With Shinji, layering yeah. the stuff on top of each other. Shinji sends everybody back. He says, don't worry, Mari's going to come for me. Says goodbye to Rei. Um, he's going to reset the world. Uh, t- uh, he's going to do a neon genesis. Uh, which, <laughs> yeah. fucking fine. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we did um, it. Groan. Yeah. Uh, something <laughs> here happens with Why? Yui. 
But I mostly my big note on this is like, where is Yui and all this? I really wish we had some of Yui's perspective or voice throughout this. I feel yeah, like don't worry, Gen- Gendo it. gets Gendo, Gendo gets to be fucking sympathetic as all hell, or at least an attempt is made. But yeah, an attempt is uh, made. she is just woo goodbye. Yeah, um, plot device. And and Shinji does it, and we jump after. There's a a really beautiful sequence where the world is rendered in uh, sketch. Uh, and it moves through quality until it is um, uh, back to its kind of full color glory as Mari leaps out of uh, her Ava into the sea. Um, that whole segment is is um, led by uh, a, a uh, an artist um, named uh, Inoue. I forget his first name, um, uh, but uh, he is someone who's like been in. Uh, oh, it's it's Toshiyuki Inoue who has been like an, a big animator for decades uh it, who's touched a lot of like uh satoshi cone work has touched mm. just like a million imp- very important anime over the years uh some ghost in the shell stuff um uh just a, a ton of stuff and and so he does this and it's this is like one of those things of like you assign this to him because he is someone who has contributed to anime as a key animator and as a director of animation uh, in a way that someone like Ano nerds over, you know, and, and mm-hmm. showing all the process stuff is is classic Ano nerd shit, um, which is when he's kind of being the most fun is when he's like, here's how I love the format. Here's how I love the genre. Um, and they reset the world. Um, we jump to the final I, shots. Uh-huh. I don't think... <sighs> reset feels like the wrong word they here. Started I, well, that's the word that they... World. They start a new world. Well... No, because here, well, I will talk about what they do. What do they? We'll get, let's 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 let me just describe it, and then I'll talk about what I think the three options are based on the spears. What we see is a train station in in Ano's hometown. We see briefly uh, Kaoru and Ray across the station, breaking the hearts of many young anime fans <laughs> uh, or now old anime fans. Um, I guess did we see? Kensuke and Asuka before that no. back together? No, that's that doesn't actually. We no. don't see them. We no, see Asuka on the platform. A, yeah, they're not on the platform. Asuka is Asuka is. on the platform? Is she? Yeah. She alone? Yeah. Okay. She's okay. seated. So I had to, I had to back up and check. Yeah. I, so I there's two to. anonymous figures on the platform and an old okay. man in the middle. Then you have Kaoru and Ray, but Ray looks older. Um, she looks yeah, like yes. uh, an, an older teen or young woman. And then Asuka's sitting alone on a bench uh, in a left. suit jacket, her, but the yeah. hair can only be her. Gotcha, gotcha, yes. gotcha, gotcha. And then hands appear on Shinji's face. Who could it be? A big boob lady with glasses. Yeah! It's Mari, uh, his partner uh, at this point. I don't know if they're Waifu. married or not. Are they married? I can't remember, mm-hmm. but she's like, hey, I'm here, and... Uh, again, I imagine all of the Mari haters are screaming. I am not among the Mari haters. Mari fucking No, this rules. made me, this made Mari. me truly. Shinji needs someone <laughs> who's going to push him around a little bit. And yeah. like, they're like, she seems like she's like, yeah. uh, like a pleasant aggression. It's just like, yeah. come on, come on, Get motherfucker. Off. I'm going to go. hold your hand uh-huh. and, and drag you through this. I'm going to drag really, you through this, but with love. The but most unrealistic love. aspect of this sequence is that Shinji is implied to be like a salary man. It's just so like a funny. guy with it's the so briefcase. 
Should she yeah. just go into a job? Well, and there's he might Pinocchio. just be wearing it. Are. Like he's yeah. kind of cosplaying as the salary man oh, yeah. to like right. get comfortable well, with the notion of, of <laughs> one day becoming the salary. It's man. a world without Avis. It's a world. You know, he had to. It's it's, it's just modern day Tokyo, right? Or it's just modern day Japan. Actually, I, I believe it's it's Ano's hometown. I don't remember where that is, but I've heard that described as Ano's ho- hometown. Uh, and Shinji gets up and leaves, and uh, Hikaru uh, Utada's song starts playing. Oh, uh, my God. That is song. Um, so, when I say there are three options available for what the end of this all is, those map, in my mind, very clearly to the three spears. And we've seen two of these endings already. The first ending is the spear, is the Lance of, of Longinus, which is used in End of Ava. I mean, first, it's used in Ava itself uh, as a weapon to kill one of the one of the angels up in up in... Uh, satellite orbit then it returns an end of ava to help initiate to join with unit one i think and help create the tree of life and initiate human instrumentality uh that is the spear of longinus which is the spear of despair uh in my reading that is the spear of looking around at the present and being like ah fuck this all sucks human instrumentality now that's the way forward what if we eradicate the self and become a ball of of loose emotions where our best selves combine with other people's best selves. And there's just, we're all, we're all goop now. Um, then there is the Lance of Cassius, the Spear of Cassius, which is used in 2.0 to stop the third impact, turn it into the near third impact. And that is the Spear of Hope per the text of the, of the uh, movie. Uh, and the world that that leads to is the one we've seen and spent a lot of time in. That's the world of the credit system of the village of, Hoping for a good future, but here is the world around us. Here is the damage that was caused. You can't, we, you can't, uh, you cannot undo, as, as, uh, 3.0 says. The third spear, which they create from, which we skipped this, there's a whole sequence in which they create the spear from the spine. Yeah, who knows? Wonder, who knows? <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> and Misato and Misato stays on board and and fucking crashes it into the giant Yui head in order to send it into the anti universe. Right. Um, I kept that, just thinking of it as the Negaverse from Sailor Moon. Just wouldn't oh, that yeah, be better absolutely. with Mistress Barrel there with some 100%. freaking orbs? <laughs> Uh, and that is the, the, the sphere of Gaius, the lance of Gaius, the villa spear, quote, the desire to return things to how they were. And this is the spear that Shinji chooses in the end, is the spear to return things to how they were, not to how they were when he was alive ever, because remember, he's a post-impact baby. He's never known the Tokyo that he creates, uh, but he creates the the world of our real world. He turns the clock before any of this happens, or, I, he, quote, again, to return things to how they were in, into a world without Avas. Um, and it bums me the fuck out, because I think this is the most... All of that shit we talked about, about the ecological stuff in this movie, and you end with, like, modern Japan, you've just, you've just completely ejected any of the ecological storytelling from this. Because what we're left with is the real world in which we are continuing to do ecological damage, in which we are continuing to do... So and it's, and this is part of why I feel like it's the most shonen story, is because the world in which people are extricated from their the harm to to erase the harm that was done instead of for me the much more interesting move forward in a world where that harm was done and figure out a way to survive is so much more actually hopeful and so much more interesting than all of the characters are in tokyo now 
So I you- understand this reading and I see how you get there. And I would yeah. actually would, would be bummed out if that's how I read this. Sequence. It just hit like I that. think we just, yeah, you know, yeah. like you can't escape that initial emotional reaction to to these events. For me, because I don't know, I can only ever th- I can only ever think of it in terms of reincarnation. Like, I'm sorry to be a Hindu for a second here. Please. But like uh, each new life is just one life where you get closer to achieving a perfect state of karma. I don't know. It feels like what they're Do saying you think is less being free that- from the history of the world is is a step forward though. No, I'm th- saying that a reincarnation in this instance is the world going from a state where there's angels and avas and also ecological disaster to a world going to a state where there's <laughs> ecological disaster. But not angels and avas. But not angels and avas. And we still like I feel like what I took from there is we, the people who live in this world, will also have struggles and emotional trials on the scale of <sighs> these things that people have. We have no yeah. choice but to be as brave as these characters. And that's how it hit me in that moment. And that's what I took from it. Mm-hmm. I had a... I read the ending um, kind of meta-textually, and this is to come back to something that I think we mentioned. Was that this podcast where the the amount of 3D... Yeah, the amount of 3D kind of reminded people of uh, like Avengers, right? Of mm-hmm. the huge superhero blockbuster. And yeah. a lot of this whole sequence to me read as the kind of, I guess you could call it market pressure or just fandom clamor of mm-hmm. wanting a franchise to continue indefinitely. And the choice of, the choice here being made, because... Here's the thing. The people we see in this ending are the people who are trapped. Everyone else, I feel like, continues in this hopeful world. Like, the other characters that are allowed to grow, Ken Ken, Toji, uh-huh. they've no literally aged. Those people are still in this world. The people that are being moved and are allowed to move on are the ones that are trapped as children by the structure of this work. Whenever they remake this work, they cannot be anything but those children, right? It is their doomed fate to repeat this. And so what I read this as was that it was allowing them to have a new world and not necessarily erase what has happened in this hopeful version of the Neon Genesis movie, which is part of why, like, yeah, Anno leaves the space for there to be more stories in this world. The space is there for them to do the show about Misato and the crew. The space is there to do the show about the village. But there is no space to do more show about Shinji, Rei, Asuka, Kaoru. Right? Like, that is... I mean, no, they the will find that space a decade from now, unfortunately. I'm, I know, yes. I know. And it's, no, it's, 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 it is a very... You're not wrong, but you're not wrong. It is a very, like, it's hopeful... It's a, ho- it's a hope that he has that they will be allowed to be free. Of this, do you cycle. know the quote? Do you know the quote from? I believe it's from Ray's voice actress from years ago about um, the broken relationship between the fandom and the characters, where Ano says um, they want to, they want to, they come to to live events to meet 
uh, the the voice actress uh-huh. so that they can meet who they think is the real Ray Ayanami uh, as a substitute for her. Right. Um, uh, they buy merchandise to get close to her. Um, but what they don't understand is um, uh, the way that that she feels. She said to me that in the last episode, please have Ray get married and become pregnant. Just betray the Ray fans. Right. The Ray Ayanami they yeah. are thinking of is not real. The real Ray Ayanami <laughs> grows up and gets married and her belly gets big. Please make them realize that if she were for for uh, if she were real, she would get older, she would have a child. This uh, is and and I think that that I, I think I you're right about that. I, I like that. I didn't know that. But honestly, mm-hmm. I, that's what I read into this because also like my read on my ultimate read on Mari, uh, they re- they reveal in this movie that her last name is actually Iscariot, like Judas. She is a betrayer. She is the yes. fan service oh, character this. that uh-huh. betrays the fandom by letting by dragging Shinji into the new world, right? Into the real world. Into yeah. the real yeah. world. Uh-huh. Like that is yes. what I feel like ends up being the and character also separating of Mari, right? him like, from their various associated. Uh, special ships, right? right. Like, none of your ships come true. Sorry, no. Uh, that's not how they the get world their own lives out. yes. outside yeah. of. And like, honestly, it also like it does allow for like you know it is at this point in the fans' hand. Fan works will exist after this. Like you can do oh, what of like course. they. Of course, obviously, always. Like they're still mm-hmm. they're still alive. Well, I can't so you can be- still do things. I with can't it, believe these whatever. seven people are in the most fucked up polycule ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah. I like. I think this reading makes perfect sense. I yeah. I feel like, and I think it I think let me. Well, uh, I was just gonna finish off by saying, like, it made me realize that I held these characters in myself in a deeper respect than I thought I did. Mm. Um, and I feel like this is also just part of how my fucking brain works. Is you know, I have a. Uh, moderate case of ADHD that I still have to get diagnosed but I gotta understand it and like it I I will hold on to things emotionally longer than I have them like mentally like front of mind and seeing them freed from this cycle like hit me understanding that that was the point like metatextually was to like let them go in a way mm-hmm. um, it was saying goodbye Right, like the whole point of the 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 the, the moments with Ray learning, it's almost like the, it's it's Anno teaching and preparing the audience to say goodbye, to say goodbye, right? right. Um, and that just fucking killed. Like I I cried last night when I was watching this movie, um, because I kind of yeah, like I I see where if you imagine there being the one continuum, the like erasing of the world. And like having the like, we have to be sustainable now. We have to like that part. I, I which is why, and maybe this is just this is just me being hopeful. Is that it feels like it's more about those characters moving into a new universe than the universe being reset. Right? It's a new yeah. start for it's, them, but it's not. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's hard not that when they when the hey. when the movie uses the the word reset so often, and when when. But it's you cannot it's, redo, right? That's the name that of the three. movie. That was three. Right. That was three. Now and we've redone. <laughs> we've used the spear of turning back time. Like I, you can't undo that to me. Anyway, Gita has been sitting on something now no, for a while. I just think I've been like being very patient. Sorry. Unfair to characterize my read as a series as saying that erasing all of human history would lead to a better state of humanity. I think that you know that I wasn't trying to say that. 
No, I know you no. weren't saying. Well, that's yeah, I was, so I was I trying do, to push on that read to try to, you know, to try well, to figure out. I was not out. finished talking about what I was saying. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I did not mean to step on your on your read. I, yeah, I, if yeah. If you want to elaborate further, please. Yeah, I mean, I think that obviously this entire series is about metatextually letting go of something. Why else would someone return to a work? Ten years later, unless they have some more additional thing to say. And here in this final movie, in this final section, I feel like, you know, the tagline of goodbye to all of Evangelion fans of the series also have taken that from this on mass. There's this cute website that a Japanese fan set up where you can just post a message to Studio Kara or to any of the characters of the show just to say goodbye. You have like less than a mm-hmm. tweet's worth of characters. So it can't be like a screed about everything you liked and disliked. Um, and it's, it feels like such a complete, it's like difficult to look at this as this in a, any cynical way for me because it feels like such a loveling tribute to not just the characters that this person has spent a lot of time thinking about and crafting, but the people who have also thought about this and are not going to be fully satisfied by these movies, right? Like it's mm-hmm. deliberately unsatisfying in some ways, especially when it comes to the continued like discussion of how the fandom relates the idea of shipping. It's clear that like Otto hates shipping and doesn't want oh, anybody to get any shipping material out of this. Because like even negative sort of you shipping still material. Made three. <laughs> You know, you know, there's like there's like negative shipping material that like you don't even get any like shippy moments with Marmi and Shinji, right? There's no. nothing you can go to the message boards and squee over. It's like their relationship to each other happens in all inside of their own heads. You know, I feel like there's a reading you could have on Yui that is like uh, about the lack of satisfaction fans will get when they've always wanted to know about Yui and never will. I don't really like that reading in terms of like that just leaves like the only woman with agency a complete mystery. <laughs> Yep. You know? Yep. Again, I think her her the lack of her perspective is huge here for, for me and, and is part of what my larger dissatisfaction here is. Um uh, you know, again, I don't think my reading is the only reading. I, I but I I can't so there's a there's a, a movie that I have to put this in conversation with because this is who I am, is another big conclusion to an arc, which is Shar's counterattack, the final confrontation between Amaro and Shar in Gundam. Uh, Ano is, of course, peers with uh, uh, Tomino, the the leader of of that kind of part of the the world of Gundam, the original world of Gundam. And like uh, Thrice Upon a Time, Char's counterattack is about a choice to either do something very destructive and move the world into a forward, uh, a new a new place, um, killing a lot of people at once in the in the time. Not not so dramatic and uh, metaphysical as instrumentality. Um, or to stop that thing from happening. And of course, and like spoilers for a 25 year old movie at this point, but, uh, uh, the hero, Amaro, stops Char from doing this. Uh, the two of them, uh, there is a miracle, uh, bright light spreads throughout the orbit of, of Earth. Um, and the end of that film is so good to me because it does that and this kind of majestic or, or, or a, a kind of orchestration plays. And then it gives way to a somber tone and the wind blowing and the people on a handful of people on Earth looking up at the where the miracle happened and them needing to confront that what is being established and what is being held onto is a status quo, is a a commitment to the world as it is. Um, and for me watching this, it's hard not to see this in relation to past Ava works as something that holds up the world as it is as good enough for these characters, as a place where these characters can find happiness. 
which is so hard for me because so much of the past work is so dramatically and so beautifully rendered why it is hard for them and impossible for them to find uh, uh, happiness in this world until 2.0 and then the beginning of 4.0. And for me, it is it is regressive for me to to associate their happiness with like. I mean, you know, we're gonna get we're gonna get to some questions here, but we've joked about it already. But like Shinji's happiness comes in the in the in the uh, uh, form of uh, a relationship that we don't see the build of that we don't, uh, and someone who accepts him as his true whiny self, and that's fantastic. But it's just not available for many people. Um, and and so for me, like there is just something. I I don't think that it's. I've seen people call this movie cowardly or dishonest. I think it's. I think you're 100. Both of you are right that this actually represents how Anno feels about the characters, the world, his own life, his own worldview. But I think it's nothing that will stick with me the way that something like the visuals of of End of Ava or the or the the kind of beautiful processing of 25 and 26, which leave Shinji at this this place of acceptance of his limitations and a desire to connect with other people inside of the realm of of the the world is so much more moving to me and is and visually will just stick with me longer like there's nothing in this movie after after the the village seg- uh, segment that will stick with me the way the fight against the mass produced avas in end of ava did that will stick with me the way the comes who todd uh human instrumentality segment will that will stick with me the way the un falling upon nerve hq will that will stick with me the way that the Red Sea coming up to to Asuka and and Shinji are, except for when those things are quoted in this movie. Mm. And I, yeah, I don't know. Like it just doesn't. You all know, of that contributes I, to it f- coming up a little bit short for me, unfortunately. I really respect and understand that perspective, and I really like understand the depiction of like that depressive emotional state is like so all encompassing in episodes twenty five, twenty six, and the original movie. Like I, I think those I already thought those before these movies, these new movies came out, were like some right. of the finest achievements in animation of all time. What? I really, really came to like about this is like, there are so many pieces of media about being really, really depressed, you know, like being like, so overwhelmingly depressed that you can't do anything. And like, I, I've always appreciated Ava for like, very, you know, accurately capturing that. This Misanthropically, cruelly, <laughs> like nihilistically often. Yeah. Right. This, this movie is like, to me, captures it to the same degree, the experience of the worst thing in the world has happened to you. And then what? <laughs> you know, you you literally just have to keep on living. You have to decide what you're going to do next. You have to eventually come out of that depressive cycle, and you have to deal with the wreckage of your life that was left in its wake. And that mood, this movie really hit me there. I mean, for me, a sequence that specifically will return to me, and I think I will think about for the rest of my life, is the image of all the souls returning to everything on Earth, like this this image of renewal that. I'd hurt really just like feel I can feel it in my heart the the feeling that 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 is the image of growth the image of life returning the feeling of the first ray of sunshine <laughs> like it mm-hmm. it really is like getting me now to think about it too I I was watching a little bit of the NHK documentary to look for like a specific quote that I wanted to quote and there's a sequence where he goes you know Anno sits down and he's like, I think I need to do some rewrites on the script. Like, I wanted to capture the feeling of coming out of depression, and I don't think I captured that, and I need to go back and and do that. You know, the death of the author, et cetera, et cetera. But even before I saw that, I was feeling like I have been 
you know, I've gone through a series of really intense depressive episodes since I saw the first Evangelion. Evan, the first Evangelion has been a guidepost for me in those depressive episodes where I have needed to see something that is a depiction of what I'm feeling to confirm its reality, to confirm that I, it is possible to feel like this, to be without hope so utterly. And also then to, to give the little glimmer he gets of, well, if I process this and if I sit with it, like eventually I'll feel like a little bit okay. Maybe eventually on the other side, there's another side. Mm-hmm. Here we get to go through it and then you see the other side. Like that just is an important addition to this for me as someone who has grown up. Yeah. I think the just last thing I'll quote go to you, Rob, which is just that all of that happens for me at the beginning of this movie because I, as someone who's lived through this stuff, I will never not see the wounds on me. And so the most powerful version of that that comes to me in this movie is where they're looking out and seeing the wanderers, the the remnants of the Avas that that walk the ruined world and find space for life in it, despite that stuff that happened. And I can't be I can't find I find so much joy in that. Let me make it a much more positive statement, which is that stuff worked for me so well because it combined both the recognition of the damage done with the belief that we can that we can collectively come together and work towards something else. And it happens both at the macro and micro because it's also Shinji getting over his his greatest trauma. Uh Rob. So I'm really of two minds about this. Like I was thinking it was one of those things where I found the arc of this film really delightful. And at the end, first of all, I think mean, you mentioned like there's that feeling of like the book closing. Mm-hmm. And for a work, to, like, it, it, it tends to happen the most around like great works, like really like long running or like major endeavors. This has that feeling of, um, I, I sort of tweeted about this last night. I'm really glad that I only had to sit with Ava and End of Ava <laughs> for like two years. <laughs> And then this comes out. Because for me, like... <laughs> fucking blessed existence. Yeah, it's God. like two match sets that sort of complete the shelf, right? And, like, that that becomes the whole... Like, all the dangling threads, all the things that... Not not plot-wise, but just, like, emotionally, per, per, like, perspective-wise. Um, this feels like such a... <laughs> I think I try. I think I said it feels like completed thought, but I don't really think that's true because you can't complete a thought you had when you were twenty, and have it be the same thought when you're you know forty yeah. or you know fifty or something like that. Um, you just come to the same questions, maybe with different answers and different perspectives on it. I think this bears some of the marks of that. And I, I what I couldn't work out is the weird thing is. Seeing this made me loop back around being like, I might like End of Ava. Because the thing and and I, think I can see the, that absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and mm. you know, like I the way I started it on the, the podcast we did on the first two parts, what I said was End of Ava soured me on everything. Like I walked out of that like <laughs> it's furious. So mean. I watched it a little bit uh because I yeah. couldn't really forget. I loved End of Ava, but I couldn't forgive it for what it does to Asuka in the beginning of that movie. Not it's, not just the masturbation sequence, uh-huh. but bringing her back again, and then the fight is. And then just even like, at the end, she's still being strangled and violent. You know? I, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I came out of that so furious. But on the other hand, I could never quite shake the sense that, like, if you just look at it as a tonal work. Not, not like set take story aside. Treat it like a portrait, a painting in a gallery, or just a study in tone. 
it's grim, it's bleak, it's monotonous in places, but also the weird thing is it manages to do that while also being this visually transcendent, extraordinary work of, uh, you know, animation. But the, the, the weird thing is like when I seeing this, it sort of slipped into focus for me that nothing I was seeing seems to conjure that incredible, powerful sweeping sense of tone that end of Ava in particular has for me, even though I found that one of the meanest, most embittering experiences of my viewing life in the last two, three years. <laughs> um, there's nothing in here that really competes with that, but also there's nothing really trying to, because it is not like that portrait is painted. This is a, mm-hmm. one of Rothko's black studies, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. hanging this on the, the Rothko wall. chapel of anime. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here. It is this attempt to, I have a similar reading of like seeing these characters incrementally bit by bit through the act of like resurrection and repetition, getting a little bit better at being themselves at understanding each other. And the thing I couldn't quite shake at the end, I feel like sometimes there's a, and I'm, I'm guilty of this. So when I say, I think there's a tendency to, I'm actually saying I have a tendency to, demand some sort of answer, some sort of satisfying solution to this. And to a degree, there's a part of me that's like, are you seriously telling me that the solution to depressive spirals and deep clinical depression is get your big titty girlfriend to come take you for a nice walk in the park? Like, I was like, to a degree, there's a part of me that's like, this is not a satisfying answer. Are you, are you kidding me? That's not the only answer it's giving. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think and it's giving that answer at all. I think that's what happens after the fact, right? Well, I, I just feel like... Well, she two- does literally yeah. drag him out of the place. He wouldn't have lived if not for yeah. Mari, right? Yeah, he, sure. he dies there otherwise, so... What I'm but, gathering... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Rob. No, I mean, it's just to just complete the thought, but I but I think oh, it's not anti- that... Yeah. Yeah, it's not that the whole point is what saves him is like this connection with, with Mari or any of this... In some ways, what has changed here is that, okay, now I'm going to refer to another work. (laughs) One of the best works I've seen on depression um, is Tom King's Mr. Miracle comics. That's really good. (laughs) And one of the things looming over it, because it opens with a a suicide attempt. Like, it happens in the opening pages of the comic as this character tries to take his own life. And what begins to be a recurring question is is all of this just a delusion in the waning hours moments of his consciousness following the attempt but at the end there's kind of this question and intertwined with that there's this question of how do i know that i've beaten this depression how do i know i'm not going to feel this way again and mr miracle's solution uh the comic is that you don't know it just becomes an act of faith that you just you don't feel this way today you go on you keep living and maybe you'll feel that way again, but at the moment you don't. At the moment you can appreciate that you have these relationships, that you have these friends, that you have this family. Um, and I think that's kind of where this ends up. The things that I think sometimes like can make it seem a little bit twee or unsatisfying is that sometimes there's not a really satisfying answer. Like how did you, how did you beat depression? <laughs> I don't know. Like going to. this is like I had to literally of- invent a new world for myself. Yeah, or it's just. <laughs> 
And does Shin, do we even know that has Shinji really beaten depression right, or is he just yeah. moved through a moment and he doesn't live in end of Ava anymore? Well, the and, thing is, the thing you're saying is a thing Ava did already. It's why Kato and I responded so positively to 25, 25 and, 26, and 26, which is why this has to be different. Right, like right. this is. And I don't think mm, twenty-five. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Has no, to. Has to. These are all readings of the text, right? This right, is like right, all right. hint on a fu- two, like one fundamental disconnect. That's uh, the two two groups of us are having yeah. here. W- whether this is truly a new universe right. or not, you know. Well, like, I it, do it, think that the the implication, like in the story, is that he ent- that when they enter the the anti. Uh, what uh, what was it exactly? The universe. Yeah, the yeah. They the they, trans- they the transcend. Universe. They transcend the logos of the world, right? Right. And there is also still a conflict happening on the outside that is Masato's dealing, which ends up with all of the souls returning to Earth, which is part of why I believe that that world continues, and this new world that gets made from within the antiverse is not is like a different. It's like a side space. World. Yeah. Like, yes. I hadn't given it that much right? thought, but like, like I mean, that if fun. we're going to go into the place where we have the Ava imaginary, right? If that's the right. ultimate right. Ava, is the Ava that exists in our mind. Then who's to say that the Ava imaginary also does not encompass the Village 3 from the beginning of this well, movie? movie. I, that that isn't part we can of say, the we, Ava We can only respond to what we see. Well, we, yeah. we don't see that, right? Yeah. But- but, but I, I feel like that I'm, is a reading that's wide open in this hugely interpretive text. That's the that's the thing that like that's bugging me. Like I don't want to keep going over, but this is what the story says about how like I think we are so thoroughly realm like in this like territory of allegory that like I'm not sure. Yeah, what, like, what is the story saying here? There's like, like I, yeah. a lot of things. The thing <laughs> there is that I'm I'm just as happy at that point to say, well, my Ava ended. When they get to Village Two or Village Three, whatever that's called, sure. that, that to me is that to me is just as valid a reading at that point as though they don't show us the village at the end. Da 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 da. Like mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know that I, I can but, only respond to what they prioritized to show us with the animation, right? Yeah. But well, I am saying like I also twenty five and twenty six didn't hit me this way. That's the, right. That's I know the, that. Uh, that's but, the but it's where is, but it is where Shinji literally says the thing you just said, which is. I can't know that I want to live tomorrow, but I want to live right now. I'm happy to have the connections with the people. Like the thing that you just said is exactly what he enunciates at the end of 26, which is what we, if you go back and listen to our podcast, that's what Kato and I right. like opened up about in those episodes. But then end of Ava word. is also like, <laughs> but guess the, guess what context right. surrounds right. this. Right. So yeah, it's. Yeah. It's your, it's your ambivalence. I think is, I, yeah, I, I don't think any of these readings are invalid or like, ungrounded or something like that i i I do understand how you arrive at at the different emotional space uh than than where i ended up here for sure like i'm not i'm not a a a kind of uh an interpretive (laughs) authoritarian you know i am i do my best not to be gendo every day so um do we want to hit some questions though i actually think we've covered most of what the very few questions we've got are, but we could, I, we could send them in. I mean, you know, I'm looking at them. I'm gonna just yeah. give you the topics. Do we? No, we don't want Ugh. to do that. I was gonna say, do we? Do we actually put out a call and do a short, no, just question and no, answer? No, thing no, I don't think there's much no. more else to say here. I don't think yeah, so. That's fine. Um, I guess the first one is, uh, 
However, I can't get over that after 25 years of reflection, the happy resolution to Shinji's story is girl with glasses and big boobs. I think we hit, I think we hit that. Listen, um, as a femme person with glasses and big boobs, I'm just happy for the representation. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, Gita could fix him. Gita could fix Shinji. Dave is uh, saying you have to wait 30 years, but you're going to get a big titty goth GF. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> Um, the second one is what do you think about what it says about depression Uh, I think we Mm -hmm. hit that Mm -hmm. the third one was uh, does it end a little too neatly is it well deserved? I actually, I'm actually. Gonna put, I think actually, I'm gonna, yes, it does end too neatly. Like, I'm going to read this one. This that. this comes in from Will's, and and Will says, I. It's interesting. I agree with the premise that it ends too neatly, but I don't agree for the reasons that Will's brings up. Will okay, says, let's talk about this. Uh, at the end of the, re- the rebuilds, it feels like everything's wrapped up in a nice shiny bow. Shinji and the crew are alive and happy. The world is at peace. My question is, is the ending earned or deserved? Shinji and the rebuilds commit to genocide twice, and the survivors are right to be afraid of him piloting an Ava, who was punished in the original series uh, more for doing less. Mari, from what I can tell, has been around since Gendo and Yui were getting together and has been waiting around for Shinji to be born and get together with him, which seems problematic. Kaoru, uh, Kaoru uh, being reborn as Lilin seems to go against everything the character stands for, but at least Ray seems okay. End of Ava implies that suffering in life happens uh, and that a happy ending doesn't always happen, but Rebuild implies that if you go through suffering, you get slash deserve a happy ending. What are your takes on this, Wills? None of those are the reasons why I think it's too neat. I don't yeah. think that like yeah. Shinji needed to suffer more because yeah. – he did a genocide Who because the genocides yeah. are allegorical to me or metaphorical. They're not. And also yeah, are they're, they're, willful. They're metaphorical right. representations of this idea of cleansing of the earth, like a biblical end to all yeah. life. Right. Like yeah. this is that's where that's where the genocide is, is touching on. For me, what's like too neat is that they literally like walk to every character and is like, here's like the resolution of your drama. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yes, exactly. 100%. 100%. Like, it's really like for me watching this and realizing I liked it was accepting that sometimes I do like it when things just turn out okay. Which <laughs> you is know? totally, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, I think there's a different series where that's for me. I think about yeah. there are, there are, there are other series for me where I'm like, yes, fucking, I'm so glad these characters wound up okay. And, I thought that would be me for Ava. Coming into four, I swore that's where I would be. And I not, it was surprising to me that I didn't end up there. I think you're absolutely right that there's like emotional, an emotional resolution that occurs during the Village 3 sequence. And there is a world in which that's the whole movie. And maybe I would like that movie better. But I do. Can you imagine how the (laughs) fandom would have reacted if there was literally not. They actually shot him with a gun this time. (laughs) He would be dead. Um, you know, yes. but like, I don't think it would be Ava if there wasn't something half the fandom hated, <laughs> or you know, yeah. if there true, wasn't something true. that is wildly self indulgent about it, which the yeah. back half of the movie absolutely is. And like, I think th- that other aspect, like the self indulgence of just like going around and like nightly, nicely tying everything off, like that to me, like I'm gonna let him have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna let him have it. Yeah. I, I also just don't know that criticism for me is a collection of a list of the problematic shit. Like Mari is Mari being Yui and Yui's friend and Fuchs. Like, okay. It's just what does that? I mean, I guess what I would be interested in is a well rendered, like dive into that stuff that right. is not just this is gross because of the age gap, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like, yes, if this happened for real, this would be fucking gross as shit for age gap. But What's also your role with time char- doesn't matter. You know, if I saw these characters that don't age either. Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, which is it's a whole own thing that they don't right. age. That Asuka, I mean, this to me gives your read, Kato, a lot of a lot of credence, right? Which is that like part of the part of the great pain that these characters, insofar as they are 
character uh, as they, in the like, we think of a them, fictional it, character right like, as, yeah. yeah is that well is that they will never age because the audience always wants oscar to be 16 right forever in right. their head right that or the fandom as you say right um not a particular fan but the so do an alarming number of the animators yes. the, uh-huh. <laughs> this is the actual problem of course is, right. yeah, so do the animators the animators <laughs> also seemingly take a lot of joy in 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 the way that they can render those bodies mm-hmm. um also i want to correct myself really quick i previously said it was ray's voice actress it was not it is kunihiko ikahara who is a director on Sailor Moon and then, of course, directed the TV show Revolutionary Girl Utena. So nice. that is the one who said you should end the series by making Rey a real human being. Right. And you could totally see that in yeah. Sailor Moon and Utena. That's yeah. why the, the, the director of that would bring that. Is right about, yep. all about that shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. God, Utena. Uh, anyway. one, one thing I'll, I'll say about the to, to this question specifically as someone like Rob who came to this not with a lifetime of like Ava characters like living rent free uh-huh. in their head um, <laughs> is, you know, like I, I had the reaction. Yeah, you know, I, I let, let y'all have your discussion on the ending because I didn't really <laughs> feel like I had a ton to, to add to it, mostly because my reaction was like, yeah, this wraps up a little too neatly. And I feel like hand waves away the consequences of like what the series has been building to. And partly, I think that reaction is born out of. I have not been living with this for decades. Like I watched this series, like understood this series, experienced these characters, this plot, this arc. I hear about the metatextual elements from all of you, right? Like (laughs) I I have not spent my time like learning about Anno, like reading interviews, like understanding the fandom. And so when, when, when taking Ava at face value, understanding it's a metatextual work, like especially as we got to end Ava where it, the, the work explains to itself like how it's breaking the fourth wall but i just feel having experienced like all of this in like the span of what two years um that ends up making if you are in the place like i am i think that ends up feeling a little too neat and can still be fine i watch plenty you know i'm with everyone we're like a lot of times like just wrapping it up in a bow or mostly a bow like is fine like it doesn't need like a post credit stinger that's like actually off to the side oh that would have like, sucked uh, you know what yeah. I, yeah if 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 this had ended with a post credit stinger where like it goes back to the moon and another yeah. sarcophagus opens oh, I would have been fucking well, that, well, that's, I that's what, and that's what I, like, and that's what I mean so like, yeah. and, that's, and that's not <laughs> what I was like requesting <laughs> either but like my reaction to it feeling kind of like satisfying for the characters but unsatisfying as a viewer I think is 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 really driven by like the ways in which I watched it because I mm-hmm. think like having the response that like especially Gita and Kato did I think is is truly only emotionally possible if you've gone on the full journey like if you have been there since the beginning or versions of the beginning where like this this work has lived with you emotionally right. as you've gone through your own progress as like a person um and like absent that I, I'm not, you know, I'm certainly it's possible to like still go on that journey too, but that's where my reaction came from and where it fell flat for me was like, I see how it works, but I was looking for a couple more wrinkles or at least a little more evidence of like the process of where these characters got to this place just because it all seems to happen as sort of a hand wave um, or yeah. a spear. HBO <laughs> miniseries about the 14 year gap with the Nerve Rebellion, right? That's what right, we need sure. to know. But <laughs> no, like 20 that, years I, I from now, unannounced. In a way that will make everyone angry. <laughs> That's the <a> true <laughs> experience. Mm. Mm. Absolutely possible. hundred percent possible. A teaser trailer that like isn't even evidently Ava until yeah. like someone's yeah. like, "Hey, was that 
Was that was Ava? that a core? Yeah, yeah was that was a, a core? core? Yeah. God, it's Jesus. just a three D wireframe uh, of like a triangle, and then you realize it's the geofront, and then there's yeah, no other uh-huh. information for a good two years. <laughs> God. Just like computer screen and like the word Matt, one of the Magi names happens to be on it and then yep. never, no one ever references it. Oh, <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> Balthazar. That's the actual biggest problem is the Magi aren't in these movies. No, the all. Magi copies I kept asking, where are the Magi? <laughs> they show up at the end. They, I Fucking like Ritsuko has a little the, uh, PDA that says yeah, Magi right. copy You're on right, it. it because if we're going to do... If we're gonna do this is like hammer like really double down on the mom stuff, which I don't think narratives about mothers can't exist. It's just that this narrative about mothers is embodies a lot of the really annoying mother narrative stuff. Yeah. Like it's just like a permanent problem of Ava. Like it'll the Ritsuko storyline complicates the mother stuff by having a mother that's totally fucking abusive and like a right. horrible piece of shit. <laughs> and I, I wish some of that complication ended up in God. Here. Especially in relation to the Ray biological determinism, biological essentialism, yeah. mothership yeah. in the village. I kind of right? miss like, "Come Die with Me." Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there like, "Asuka, say the line." <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. This is the, and this is the thing that's fucked up. And like, and and maybe in some I ways think, uh, we're all better yeah. off by having this really bright conclusion because it is the final counterweight necessary to revisit End of Ava in as a. As one of the three spears, right? right? When you recognize if if the three spears together are the opportunities, if it's human instrumentality twenty five twenty six, if it's uh uh the human instrumentality aborted and the world ruined, uh or goes into village two, which is which is spear of hope, and then three is they all come, they get to not be fictional characters anymore. They come to Tokyo. Salaryman then, AU. Salaryman AU. <laughs> then what we have is a spread of possible. The, all of those are the ending of Evangelion, right? right. All three of those mm-hmm. p- potential endings, three and a half if you count the the uh, village stuff is separate from the aborted impact at the end of it, end of Eva. Then then you then you have a, a a pretty interesting collection of of potential you know readings, all of which are supported by the text, all of which you can you can find yourself in somewhere. And I think in many ways this this. Let's me be a defender of End of Ava mm-hmm. in a way I could not have been without this also being Ava. Like I would yes. never say that this isn't Ava. Do you know what? Yeah, however, yeah. I respond to it. It's fucking Evangelion. This yeah. is the final Evangelion thing that's come out. I um, but feel Rick- like if this is a tone piece of any kind, like obviously End of Ava is the better piece, like tone like piece like tonally it, in that way the reason like i can't I, I told david not to watch it yet is because every time i watch it i've been depressed for like a day after work is it just brings it's you mean there. it's yeah. so fucking mean to everybody it's, and ugh, it's, it's and i'll never stop I thinking felt. about it yeah but if if this is tone if this is a tone piece it is a tone piece about whatever the fucking opposite end of Eva uh-huh. is. You know, it's like literally yeah. it has to go as far as possible. This is, I guess, why the the book closing feeling happens here. Here it feels emotionally complete to me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the emotional core is in a different place for other people. But here I just feel like, okay, all, the entire arc of feeling I wanted to go through with this thing has finally reached the other end. Also, just... A quick thing, uh, just an observation I wanted to make about the ending that I, I forgot, but I just remembered it. I mean, another reason why I find it satisfying is because it does return to, I think, it, it alludes to one of my favorite moments in the original series, which is he gets as far as the train station. He gets as far right. as the train station to bail, and Misato convinces him to come back. 
Um, and it's a beautiful moment, but I think what I, what I loved about it is like one of the other things like Shinji's depression is, is one of his defining characteristics and like one of the real burdens he bears, but it also leads him to his great sin of irresolution. I love that scene where Mari and uh, Asuka track him down aboard the wonder before they go out. And Asuka asks him, do you finally understand why I took a pop at you? And she's been, she's asked this multiple times through the film. Like, do you know why I'm so angry at you? And we know, like we watching it, no, that's not just in the, what's happened in these films. Like, does he understand why Asuka is incandescently yes. across multiple lives furious at him? And he answers, it's because I couldn't make up my mind. When you were inside Unit 03, I didn't help you and I didn't kill you because I didn't want to take responsibility. Yeah. And here at the very end, like even the, the train station, a thing I kind of enjoy about this is He's on the platform. So are all the other characters that he's been surrounded by for years. They're on the opposite platform. They're going a different direction. Yep. And that's okay. That Shinji is able to leave and walk out of the picture and do the thing that like he never did before, which is it's time to go. And Mari leads, leads him in a different direction, not just pr- purely escape, but into a new world. Um, mm-hmm. He's not running from any of these characters, not running from these relationships, and he's running to something else. Mm-hmm. I, I love that that little bit of circular structure. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, it's also the Kaji thing of he was not giving them happiness for him. Yes. He was giving them happiness for them and was not going to. Yes. Also, like that- Mari helps him. I think it's important. It's a small thing, but it, it is the thing that left, left me better at the end, which was that Mari helps him get up out of the chair, but he leads them up the stairs, right? This is mm-hmm. his choice, ultimately. Oh, every yeah, everything about that. Like he's again, there's little hints of him being a more proactive Shinji right. throughout these four movies. All of that's sort of on display at the very end, where he's not completely wrong-footed by her flirtation, um, yeah. and is capable of responding to it, and is also no longer just to be guided around, yeah. but is okay being like, yes, let's go together. Let's all like you know, let's let's go up the stairs. I'll leave. They- they show him actively doing the things that like an emotionally healthy person is able to do that Shinji mm-hmm. has not been able to do. Like take responsibility for his mistakes is one of is a big one. But also uh when Misato dies, he's able just to thank her. And right. to, yes. to grieve for yes. her in like mm-hmm. a healthy, normal way. To yeah. say, like, thank you, I appreciate you, and I'll miss you. Um, and doesn't just immediately go like nuts. Like I I like for a long time I was kind of angry at these movies for the framing of Shinji wanting to take Rei's soul back into the end of 2.0 as being bad because I wanted him to be happy so much. But here they kind of, they show why it was bad, right? They show an emotional aspect that is not truly like really explained fully where it's like he wanted Rei to come back because he wasn't healthy enough to deal with losing her. But now he can lose people. Like now he can accept that death just happens. Right. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that's what, yeah, that's what he, that's part of what he realizes. That's why Gendo has to happen before he can let go of Ray in the final moments, is because he, he realizes he's doing the same thing that his dad did, right? Like, right. That mm-hmm. he is right. holding on to Ray too hard, and it's you know she's literally her fucking clone, so I mean, it's yeah, a little bit on exactly. the nose, but like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, Which has always been the thing, right? Is that Gendo doesn't understand what instrumentality is. He's never understood what instrumentality is. He wants instrumentality where he gets to keep his self and Yui gets to keep herself and they're together in the soup when in fact instrumentality was always going to be the absolute 
like erasure of the self. There's no Yui left in there right. for him to be with. In he's that thinking way. of a soup as though like you got carrots and chicken. Yeah. Right. Like he's you're in the like, 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 nah, We're going to be a consomme. It's just broth. Right. <laughs> it's just broth. <laughs> it's just broth, baby. They even just, look it, like broth. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's it's yes, exactly. deep space nine exactly. stuff. Like he doesn't know yes. yet. He, he doesn't, doesn't seem DS9. <laughs> so the yeah, I think the um two the two other things I, I really enjoy here is yeah, the fact that Shinji like is his like sadness cured? No. But is he capable of seeing other characters for who they are and, and what their struggles are? Like, I think mm-hmm. the other thing here that's mis- that he fi- he finally gets here is that like we're all suffering, man. Like like the people mm-hmm. that surround him, like in the original series, there's so much of this alienation of like, nobody understands like what I'm going through. Nobody understands like what I'm dealing with here. Everyone keeps putting these things on me and they have no right. And here at the very end, he sort of is realizing like, no, I do understand. Like I see what all of you have been dealing with in a way that I don't think he did in the original no. works. Right. One thing that's been bothering me though. Um, Cause I, I just want to get this off my chest, but Gendo, please. I feel like in the original series, Gendo was a creepier and scarier motherfucker yeah. in terms of his backstory yeah. and like his background with UA. And here, the the thing, the one thing made me made me feel like this was the big cop out. Actually, the thing that actually did not sit well and still doesn't a day later is this like Gendo and Shinji share basically a really similar, if not identical, sense of alienation. That brings them recurring deep pain at right. their inability to connect to connect with people and their lack of desire to do so. But the thing is, the identification of Shinji and Gendo as having the same issue, like un- underlying them here at the end, that's the part that felt a little bit packed to me. They even go back to the whole like um they use this in Ava, what, twenty twenty six, where it's it's aboard the train car. The train car. Um, yeah. I mean they use that all of, through Ava. That train yeah. car exists for yeah. half of Ava. But but, yeah. but here here it's Gendo now on the train yeah. car, and here we get a very a uh, very pop psychology take on like what's been going on here. And this is the one part that bugged me is like, I'm like, I don't think Gendo's issues were just that he like, it goes to he this was- point of like, he's really awkward and he feels alienated and stung. And he only connected to people through up, UA. Like the things about him that are um, the aspects of needing control and the aspects of not seeing other people as full people, not understanding right, or right, caring right, ultimately right. about them. It comes up tie in a little bit, but it's right. not really in the text throughout, which is it's, I definitely identify that as a problem. It's so, like it's like yeah. they've identified the same they've identified the the cause. They've identified the root problem mm-hmm. as being about this alienation, but they've left out that his symptoms are much different than Shinji's. Right. Yeah. Yes, Shinji I, has been known to hurt people by refusing to connect or at this point by trying too hard to connect and causing the third impact multiple times. But he isn't the manipulative yeah. person that Gendo is who plots people against each other, who manipulates the, this is the biggest difference between the two mm. is that Gendo knows he is loved and uses it as a weapon against the people around him. He uses it against against Ritsuko, uh, against Ritsuko's mother, against Shinji, against everybody at Nerve that he is that against Fuyutsuki in, in, a, in a major way. Uh, and and 
Shinji has never, maybe Shinji one day would have grown to be that, but that is not the Shinji we have ever seen as mm-hmm. someone who manipulates those who love him in order to get what he wants. And they have him in the sequence, which I like as sort of a cap on the end of this character metatextually throughout the entire text. They have him describe ways in which he is controlling in this pop psychology, right. like just rant, where he talks about the how he loves the piano because it's a finely tuned machine that responds right, that, specifically yes, to yes. your movements. Or when he says in an offhand way, so quickly you barely hear it. Uh, you hated going to other people's houses and getting involved in the intric- intricacies of their <laughs> lives. Just how much mm-hmm. he resents other people entirely. Yeah. But that cruelty is not necessarily present in these movies. I think that they try to make it present by having the saying, oh, specifically, they gave Ray the Ray clone was not was going to die. So he yeah, planned yeah, yeah. that. So many things ha- are revealed to yeah. be his plans after they occur, which is, just feels like, I mean, Gendo could do fucking anything, I guess. <laughs> you just tell me yeah, he did it after. Yeah. And I think also I think they're like circular story structure can often give this feeling of completion and like purpose to a thing. I also think you can get a little high on that supply and you start to do things like, you know, everything is a loop. Uh, You know, Shinji is uh, the child is the father of the man. You know, it's like it all just loops. Shinji and Gendo are are part of this uh, Urbros like structure. Um, It even goes so far as to be like when Gendo gives his backstory, it's in concept art panels. Uh, it's in like storyboard panels. It directly for- mirrors 25, 25, 26 and some aspects of Benaveva. It like brings. Yeah. I like it that more from the visual pers- thing. But, like the vis- So the, the thing I really like about this ending is the Anno's ability to create visual images that are packed with meaning, where yes. every aspect of it, uh, like his sense of collage, to me, I really admire simply as a filmmaker. Where even if I don't like the emotional beats that are being created, what I really liked about that sequence is just sort of like, he can show me like a a piano sketch Mm -hmm. of hands on a piano. And I have so much sentiment is packed into every single line here. I can't help but admire it, really. Uh, it, It is... It's like Michael Bay creating plateaus, like destruction plateaus. I can't <laughs> conceive of working or thinking on that scale. That is just right. a talent I don't have. <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of those things where, like, it's the one thing I've been sitting with overnight where I'm like, I feel like that was not the same Gendo. I don't know if that was entirely earned. But then there's also this part of me that's like, but look at how it all unfolded yeah. visually. Mm-hmm. High five. We did it, everybody. We ended <laughs> Ava for real this time. Yeah. And, like, and the doubts can can stay the doubts. Yeah. This yeah. is just semiotics versus Calcutex, I feel like. Uh, yeah, the end let's of the day. fucking go. <laughs> God, if you know, you know. Um, all right. There, there truly were the only other. We got one other question in the time it's taken us to to do this, and it was again something we kind of already covered. So, you know, that's 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 how it shook out. You know, we we made our call okay. for questions, and Do it seems like people were generally in line with us. Oh, that's not true. There's one more thing, which is very easy to answer for me, which is basically someone said, hey, are you going to read the manga? <laughs> because there's some... St- the manga's not written by Ano, it's written by Sadamoto, who is a character designer on the series and the movie. Um, uh, the first three volumes are published before the series due to production delays, um, and the 11 came out, the following 11 edition uh, uh, or volumes came out over the next 15 years, with the final parts being delayed by Sadamoto working on Rebuild, such that the final volume was published after Rebuild 3. Uh, his vision varies at different uh, varies in many small and often pleasing ways with a positive resolution that had me hoping for the last six years that Rebuild would follow a similar path. 
uh, such joy when it did. The manga is topped off with a flashback coda in which Mari finally appears, not as an Ava pilot, but as a university classmate of Yui, and a moment of jealousy, she steals Yui's glasses, the same glasses we see, we see the rebuild version of her wearing uh, all the time. Satomoto has always said that this story is non-canon, but Gendo's flashback set up another possibility. Is Ava pilot Mari a clone of older Mari, or the same Mari kept young by exposure to LCL, a fluid she's obsessed with? Sorry for the wordiness. Uh, I need an editor for my life, Alex, aka Albedo12. One day, maybe I'll get to those manga. <laughs> I it's hard for me at this point to. I've also seen want to add. Well, part of, I've also seen partially like like while avoiding spoilers. I don't really know how deep this goes, but the idea that the thrice and like the three endings that were that they've been talking about actually includes the manga as one of them. It's like mm. twenty uh, twenty five through twenty six. End of Eva is one because it's one spear. And then I think the right. other spears in does show up in the manga at some point, or does Cassius something. show up in the manga? I, I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but it's like the third. This is the third redo, and the manga is included yes, yes. in the one as one of those three, right? Huh. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, that's, that's neat. Which is um, yeah, which is what I'm I'm thinking of going back just to read it to see what other let me know. Context. I'm curious. Yeah. See, yeah. like for me, the the ending is so emotionally complete. I'm gonna need like a lot of time before I want to talk to these characters again. You, we made right, me think, you right. know, like in terms <laughs> right. of what yeah. I want from something like this. Uh, Evangelion is a shonen, is a shonen anime. Like at the end of the day, if I'm gonna watch or read any shonen anime, I need to move on from the things I really, really liked when I was younger. Now, mm-hmm. like that's what I feel like I'm. I'm being pretty much explicitly told to do. Like there's a lot of, of stuff in the world, and this genre has changed quite a bit. Like maybe there's new things for me to discover at this time. Sure, at this yeah. I'll and am I going to trust part. these good vibes to like? Is there like is the manga complete complete or will there be more? Because like, I think it's done. Am I going to trust done, good done. vibes yeah. to the world of manga where things can just sort of open up forever and like <laughs> right. will profit off my sense of irresolution? It seems like it's done. Done. I'm looking. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's done. Done. That's good. You should read Chainsaw Man. I've I've heard it's fantastic. It's actually it's actually both you and Rob to read Chainsaw Man. Yeah, Patrick is a horror things. manga if you're interested at all. But <laughs> well, I saw there's a I saw a trailer. Oh for the right, Netflix yeah. yeah. adaptation they're yeah. doing, and that look that looks sick. Yo, so. it does yeah. look extremely sick. <laughs> so like, I don't know about the story, but like he's got. Um, chainsaws on his hands yo, like that's you don't I've watched less watching people post um, chainsaw man spoilers over the over the last couple of years has been a wild fucking thing I read the whole thing in like over a one it? week vacation it's very good nice this is my experience of berserk which ah, really need yeah. its whole own okay we can't Austin, right now. Soon, we soon, can't. soon. We should talk about. <laughs> we should talk about Berserk, you know? Yeah, we, yeah. you and I should just talk about Berserk. Yes, yes. for the way that's not for content. Be consumed. Yeah, just yes. normal ways. Yes, <laughs> just human, regular human connection. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think with that we are going to wrap up this mega episode on Evangelion 3.0. You cannot re- redo. You can't redo. You cannot redo. You can that's correct. Not yeah. Not redo. <laughs> And uh, Ava 3.0 plus 1.0, Thrice Thrice Upon upon a Time. time. Thrice Upon a Time. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this ridiculously long uh, journey. Uh, I hope hope it has been enjoyable for you. Uh, I I like that we have ended here and not where we were at End of Ava, the kind of complete dismissal of of the work, which I think came from a very emotional place and a very like... I, I said we said it last episode, but like the way we did that show was not conducive to appreciating what was being done there. 
Um, and in many ways, there was a catharsis here for me. Uh, and, and it sounds like for all of us and a deep appreciation for what uh, Kara, Anno, and Gynax previously uh, did to, to make this all happen. Um, so shout outs for, for everyone who listened. Shout outs to everybody who made the show and the, the movies. Uh, we'll be back with regular episodes on Friday, a regular episode on Friday. Um, I think by now, Super Metroid is probably, we're nearing some sort of conclusion on our streams. Yeah. Uh, but we'll do mm-hmm. a podcast on that in the coming weeks uh, also. So look forward to that. Um, any other final thoughts? You're doing uh, great. You should be proud. <laughs> good night. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> good Thank bye. you. <laughs> and goodbye. Uh-huh. Are we ready to clap? I'm so uh, ready. One second. Yep. All right. uh, okay. Reaper has a multi-step process ah, to see. let you I do see, that. So yeah. yeah. All right, I'm ready now. Thirty-five. Uh, Thirty-five again. Hmm. Huh. Cyclical. Huh. We'll just filter in some uh, <coughs> uh, Jeff Keighley Gamescom reactions. Uh, yeah, I have it open on the other side. So yep. I, you know, I just, just putting it wow. on my TV now, just in case. Wow. But look, if, so, if something big happens that people want, you yes. can take it out. You can, you can take it, you can put it, it wherever you, know, you want it. Put it somewhere yeah. else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, exactly. I mean, no, you would leave it in here. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could also, yeah, like the people need to know. <laughs> the people need to know when and where. Yeah. yeah exactly. Where World premiere. you win. Uh-huh. World um, premiere hit. <laughs> the third uh, Keeley. God. God. <laughs> An additional Keeley. I'm quitting. I'm leaving. <laughs> No, no, you're good. We're going to get back into it. It's going to be good stuff. Oh, no, another world exclusive. Uh-huh, yeah. Exclusive. Exclusive. All right, are you ready to go? Yeah. Uh, yeah.